Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Hot Takes, a Story Screen Presents podcast. I'm Jack Kolajewski, joined today by quite a crew. Ooh, I've got Mike Burge here with me. Hello. Hey, Mike. I've also got Robert Anderson. Hey. And rounding out the crew, Bernadette Gorman. Hello. And uh, this is a bit of a special episode for a myriad of reasons. Uh, a myriad? A myriad of reasons. Is that, is that like a pyramid? Have you met like Have you met a myriad? She's a very nice woman. Oh, it's She's like her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This, is, this will be a good episode. Uh, yeah, this is, we're off to a bang start. Guys, made it to 50. 50 episodes. 50 yeah. episodes. Woo! 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 Seems that like just it. the other day we were talking about what movies yeah. were good in wow. 2016. That and this is our last trip. podcast. And this is the last one. We're <laughs> done. We promised we would only do 50 yep. where, and we're um, people of our word. And we're fulfilling the suicide pact. Cheers. Oh. Cheers. All your beers Mike, have poison. I got shit. We promised. I got to do you promise. I have a lot to do tomorrow. You promised me you'd kill yourself. All right. Let's do 50 more episodes. We'll do it on 100. Okay. okay. Double or nothing. Right. Double or nothing. All right. Well, it's Double also, and nothing. It's also a very uh, special occasion, almost prophesized, foretold, foreshadowed. Mm. We've seeded this mm. amongst our, our long mm. tale. We've woven this tale of, of such a day. Yes. Mm. Because we just saw a movie. Robbie, for the first time... <laughs> Has seen this movie. Uh, me too. In as well. theaters. Bernadette but as not well. Theaters. Mm-hmm. But you they gave you, they gave you way less shit about it. Robbie. <laughs> what did we see? We saw Terminator 2. Da 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 da. Judgment Day. Da 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 da. Da da You finally saw Terminator 2. I finally two. saw Terminator 2. And I've seen Terminator 1. And I've seen Terminator uh, Christian Bale. I don't know which one that is. Is that has a name? Salvation. Uh, Salvation. Yeah. Yes, that one has a name. Yeah, that yeah. one's really bad. The first one yeah. is very good, and this one so is. So you you saw Terminator Salvation before Terminator Two. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Takes all kinds. Hmm. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. It does. Uh, well, we'll go around the table, but Robbie, you're sort of the man of the hour mm. right now. Burn it at you as well, but we've, oh, uh, as Robbie said, we've teased him. Well, we've got, we've got, we've got, we've got uh, you know, <laughs> myself and Jack. We've seen this movie we've seen multiple this times. Very. Did many you grow times. up with this movie? I grew up with this movie. I, yeah. boy, Howdy, did I? Yeah. I wish I grew up. with yeah. this movie. and it's yeah, 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 and yeah. Robbie just saw for the first time in theaters the new 3D release mm-hmm. that is the theatrical version. Theatrical and Bernadette borrowed my copy, which is the director's cut, which I consider to be the superior cut I of the movie. I pretty much grew up on the director's cut. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, and I watched it earlier today. See, I grew up on the original, and not until about maybe 10 years ago did I get a, a hold of the director's cut. And I was able to be like, oh, wait, actually, and some of the scenes at first I didn't dig, but then over time you're like, oh, that actually makes it all work. You don't need the scenes. The scenes just kind of make the emotions a little bit more forward like there's one difference in it that's the tiniest little thing and it's that it shows that there's going to be spoilers in this right off the bat about terminator 2 right welcome yes. we're just yes. talking we're gonna talk so about i think it. that's yeah. fun when the t-1000 gets like shot and shattered when he comes back there's a small moment where we're shown that he's glitching yes and we do see a little bit of that in the theatrical version where like you see like the line of like silver go up him mm-hmm. and he just generally seems a little <clears throat> slower he's not running after them or anything like that that's what that's from, and they kind of give you a moment that you're like, "Oh, that's why he's not moving so fast." And there's little oh, yeah, things like that you don't why need. At it. the end, he's yeah. like, "Why is he not chasing them?" Yeah, I thought it was just because he was just like, "I got you guys. I have confidence yeah. as a confident robot man." 
Mm. No, it's because he's absorbing the contents of what he's stepping on uh, and what he's touching. And... Gotcha. Anyway, five minutes in and Mike's already into the nitty gritty. Robbie, yeah. <laughs> what did you think of Terminator 2 Judgment Day? It, it's a really great movie. It's really, really good. Um, I also kind of, Bernard said it really quickly, but like, I also wish I grew up with this movie. Um, but it was an R-rated movie that came out the year I was born, so... It's hard to grow up with that movie, especially when I mentioned before my parents were a little bit sickler to our ratings. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I loved, like, the way the movie starts and how it kind of, like, picks up the pieces from the first movie, which is, like, very different from this movie. And, like, you have these characters who are, like, imprisoned. Um, even, like, the T1 chip is imprisoned in, like, the Skynet Industries. And then you have uh, Sarah Connor imprisoned in, like, the Psych Ward. And then you have... John Connor imprisoned in the, um, and with this, like, foster family. So, like, I love the way the movie starts. I love, I really liked everything about it. It was, like, a ride. Uh, and, like, again, uh, the, this is, like, one of the best, like, 3D movies I've seen. The 3D the 3D, in this 3D was, was 3D really cool. Is very really well used. Good. And, I like, I was shocked that I even noticed and or enjoyed it. Like, mm-hmm. it was really well done. I mean... I didn't get into specifics as we talk about it, but my yeah, hot, no, no. my hot take and my my takeaway was it's it's it really is a masterpiece that is so ahead of its time. Like that movie didn't does not feel like it's twenty six years old. Like you just saw it for the first time today yeah. in twenty seventeen like, 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 and that's a movie that could be made today yeah. if they still make good action movies, which they really kind of don't. Hardly, uh, well, hardly. yeah, John Fury Road. Yeah, but that's a, that was an experiment Inspection. that worked. That yeah. shouldn't have worked like the, that. You don't get these like '90s esque bombastic like no. Hollywood blockbuster movie, and they're superhero movies now, mm-hmm. which feel like they're good. I like them. We all enjoy a lot of them, but uh, they feel like they're made in a computer. Whereas yeah. this, you could tell is like this is everything uh, here is like real. Hashtag yeah. stunts. The stunts. Yes. Stunts. stunts. So much stunts. Yeah. I still remember. Although I will say, I think that there was a little <laughs> tiny weird thing in this one with. Uh, that great stunt of Arnold coming off of the 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 divide, the and he's coming off on his motorcycle, and he motorcycle. like jumps down like thirty feet and lands the motorcycle. And, and it, it used to be in the original; times. you can totally tell that that's not Arnold Schwarzenegger. They did something to his face yeah. for this re-release because now it's going to be in theaters in three D, crystal clear. Right. They they made it look a lot more like Arnold. Yeah, yeah. that's a, that adult man, that yeah. little kid has a big adult man butt <laughs> yeah. on the back of that bike. So so. The, Oh. But Bernadette, what are you? Oh yeah, yeah. Go on. Like... Oh, the reason it's funny because the reason I wish I grew up with this movie was for a very different reason mm-hmm. than what Robbie said. I think if I grew up with this film, I would have had that nostalgia aspect because maybe it was because I watched the director's cut that the first good, like I would say, maybe sixty-five percent of it felt very expositiony to me, which I felt like I, mean, I really wished I didn't have. <laughs> But the back end of the film was great. Well, because it's, and yeah, I didn't it's hate all set up. They're yeah. just setting yeah. all these little tiny, yeah. even jokes like the thumbs up oh, and the yeah. hasta la vista babies, things that just make you laugh in the moment. Yeah. You know, they come all back, they come back with these great moments. You get the thumbs up at the end. You get the hasta la vista line. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's, it, it all just so builds it up and gives you an were, amazing ending. Absolutely. There were moments during the beginning, like 65% of it, that were really taking me out of the film. Yeah. But... Also, I think if I grew up with this film, I'd be like, I love this scene. I love this scene. I can't wait to get to that scene. Oh, I, so I, I liked just a lot of the exposition. You did? Yeah, yeah, I really, I thought it was handled really well. I thought it was, because like, 
I'd seen the first one, but I saw it in college, so it's been a little mm-hmm. while. And uh, Burge gave me a little bit of a refresher of like the important nuggets of information from that movie. But uh, you know, I really loved seeing the like uh, John Connor, like like seeing the future in war. I really love all those scenes. I I enjoyed. Well, I don't want to say enjoyed because I don't think you can really enjoy exposition too much. But I thought it was done very well. Um, I think it was very, I think obviously it's necessary, but I thought it, they handled it with like a sense of like, um, they made the exposition entertaining <laughs> enough mm-hmm. where I almost forgot that they were telling me, not showing me things that they had to kind of tell me. Yeah, exposition is good if it's done well. It's right. it's yeah. when it's just like so heavy handed, you're just like, come on, you guys, you couldn't have figured out like a, mm-hmm. an interesting way and an entertaining way to, yeah. to relay this information that we need instead of just like two people talking about themselves in a room real quick. And my, this movie does that. Yeah, I think my least favorite scene, and this is, I guess, maybe the one that I had the most problem with, was there's a scene where John's like, I want to call my foster parents to make sure they're okay. And so he calls the foster parents, and he was like, oh, my foster mom's being way nicer to me. Mm-hmm. And then you like are realizing, like, oh, no, she is the new Terminator. And then like the original Terminator says, like, your foster parents are dead. And he was like, oh, by the way, they can become weapons. And mm-hmm. John's like, oh, like guns? And he was like, no, like oh, yeah. blades or knives. And it's like, laying out the rules. The laying out the rules. scene we just saw. But it's like John needs to Well, John to doesn't know that. Way. Yeah, that's the whole yeah. thing. Because it's going to come up exactly. later where John... Needs to know that. He needs to know that. Absolutely. Like, yeah. It would have been over exposition if when once uh, Sarah Connor joins their group... John Connor explains to her what's going on. It's like, no, 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 we don't need that scene. We have been relayed exactly what's going on. He can't do guns or anything like that. So we know that when he picks up a gun, it's like, okay, now he's got a gun. There's that great bit where he walks through the bars, but the gun won't go through. Which is weird. Like, so like, does the pen not work? Like, when he turns into the security guard and he's got a pen in his pocket, the pen doesn't work. There's moving parts. The watch isn't real. That's why he never he never has a gun every time he retransforms. Right, and he can't tell time. Yeah, no, because his watch isn't real. No, (laughs) right. Well, he might have that built in. He probably has a clock. I love an internal clock. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I love it when he like shoots his blade through his foster dad's face, though. That's noise because you don't see it. You just hear. You just hear the. Well, and then the scene carries on, and then it ends, and then it just pans over real quick. I love the, I like that, that, sp- that was that, great. That like salting of like horror in there, which is like the, the first Terminator movie is much. It's a horror. It's a movie. horror movie. Yeah, it is. So like oh, we yeah. still get that like we get like the, the salt. I'm doing the salt meme. That salt of like the horror <laughs> is in bag. there, and like yeah. that scene's very much like. I think. And also, I, when you oh. first hear Edward Furlong's voice come out of. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's mouth. Like, I, I, I saw you. I heard you like gasp a little bit because like it's so unexpected. <laughs> like, you don't know that he yeah. can do that, and yeah. it's it's. And wait, I think the reason. Wait, wait, before we move on from the the knife scene, real quick, yeah. I want to say I never. I've seen this movie. I would say I've probably seen this movie a good hundred times. Like that might be a little exaggeration, but this is the first time I ever noticed that the T-1000 is pretending to be his foster mom while his foster dad is walking around to the point where she's like cutting up celery and getting dinner ready. That's deep, deep cut. I want to see like the spinoff where it was like the T-1000 hanging out with this foster dad just like and just pretending to be his wife. And just like, okay. And the foster dad's like, Meredith, we had such a great night together. You cook dinner. You (laughs) 
you know, did that thing that you like oh, or no, that, that I like? Yeah. yeah. Well, you that's know, that's all the T one thousand needed. He needed someone to love. Yeah. yeah deep cover. Someone to love him. Yeah. But he killed him before he could. Yeah. He, he he when they were he so that. close to running away together too. Very they close. Really were. It would have been a very different movie. Uh, I. What's wrong so, with Woofy? <laughs> that's the name the Terminator comes up with for a dog. I had a dog Woofy. named Woofy. Yeah. Of course. Um, I I really like the that exposition like Arnold Schwarzenegger laying out like. He, he can only make. What does he say? He cannot blades, make complex blades and stabbing and weapons. Yes, yeah, stabbing yeah. like, <laughs> I just really like stabbing weapons. I just really like the like, matter of fact, like deadpan Arnold's delivery on all those Terminator lines that mm. are really exposition heavy. But the way that he just well, it mm, makes sense delivers all that stuff just like, is so funny. Yeah, exposition can be a very cold and necessary evil. And, like, yeah. for Arnold Schwarzenegger to be the one to be like, I will give you most of the details for the story mm-hmm. plots. Yeah. It's like, well, it's great, yeah. too, because he, <laughs> he keeps sense. that, because the Terminator doesn't really speak that much in the first one. No. The T-800 yeah. Model 101 that we right. see in the first one uh, barely speaks, because Arnold Schwarzenegger himself could barely speak English. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he could speak English pretty well, but not to the point where they want him, like, just acting. And in this one, he says a lot. <laughs> right. But it's slowly, it's very, that's what it is. I know. It's very, uh, he starts off very like monotone and stern, like you're saying. And slowly as he's learning, because we learn that this Terminator is, is Uh, installed, capable of learning to be able to become like a better, (laughs) a more efficient killer. Like he knows anatomy, not because he can be a doctor or save somebody because like it helps him kill kill people. And he's aware of human empathy and emotions even though he can't really understand them he can he, mimic them he understands them a more efficient yeah, killer i was gonna say he, he, under, he understands those basic emotions as like this is a tool to get your prey closer yeah. to you and the, right. lo- the longer he's around john not only is he saying lines like excellent and adios <laughs> and all that he's actually like at the end of the movie when he's like john you have to go go now like he's like it's like there's emotion behind it whether or not the terminator is aware of it he knows that that's how he has to communicate to him the the situation the direness but i think at, but i think at the point right. that we see the and we can get more into this later but just on that point i think when we see this terminator later in the movie he's mentioned that he can learn and be molded to understand and become more human. he basically says like i can become more human if i this is kind of an interesting point because I see Bernadette like wait nobody's brought this up because there is a big moment in the director's cut that me and Jack talked about it's one of our favorite parts of the film I like that where they really they don't need it they replace it in the movie with uh, my my mind is a learning computer I can I can learn things and store it and become a more self-aware thing essentially and it's a throwaway line and that's it and now after that Oh, I'm going to teach you high fives and thumbs up and all that stuff. He learns all these social exactly. colloquialisms. Yeah. There's a deleted scene. Bernie, you know which one we're talking about? Talking about the grabbing the keys scene? No, no. not the grab. It's okay. where, um, it's when they're taking the bullets out of Arnold Schwarzenegger's back mm-hmm. and sewing up her stitches. And in that scene, he says like, oh, I could learn faster. There's a, there's a, I'm on like reconnaissance mode or something. If you go into my head though, you can switch on like advanced learning mode. Yeah. And they, they take him and it's actually a really cool scene because uh, Linda Hamilton has a twin. The girl that plays Sarah Connor has an identical oh. twin. Really? Yeah. That they actually played a prank on the, in the original Terminator on Arnold Schwarzenegger by having her walk into her dressing room and then walk right back out ready wait, for the next use, scene. Wait, do they use her at the end of the movie? They use her at the end of the movie okay. with the double. <laughs> That's crazy. And they also <laughs> use it in this to have, uh, they have Arnold Schwarzenegger in the front and 
Linda Hamilton working on the back of his head, and there's a mirror behind them yeah, it's where really you can cool. see that they're working and cutting out a piece of his head. So that's the back of a of a of a a fake Arnold Schwarzenegger, and it's Linda Hamilton's sister. It's not a mirror; it's just another set made to mimic that room backwards, and you get to see them actually cut into it and move. And they flip it on. So that's kind of why all of a sudden he's aggressively learning a lot faster. Yeah, it's, Again, it's not right. a scene you need. It just kind of hammers no, home yeah, it just what's going on. Well, it and also think, really like humanizes her because John says like, because she's going to destroy the chip. Right. Yeah. There's a moment where they take the chip totally. out. So he turns off and she's like, we need to fucking destroy it. And John's like, no, you need to trust me. Like, like yeah. if you want to start, if you expect people to follow me in the future, you need to start following me now. Ooh. I think it shows a lot of range for Arnold Schwarzenegger, though, of all people that to have to be able to play this really robotic character at first, but like gradually as the movie progresses, become more and more human. He is dole out a little bit more. This is this is peak. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is he's got this and then last action hero. You know, and True Lies is around there, too. And this is like hot on the heels of Kindergarten Cop and and all these movies. And it's like he is this is like he this is the best that he's in. Yeah. You know, it's not maybe his best movie because he's really good in certain like he's great in Kindergarten Cop, he's great in Predator, he's great in the original Terminator, he's fucking on fire in Conan the Barbarian. Um but this is like he is the biggest star in the world. He's getting paid like $30 million just to make a movie because his movies will sell. This movie is the biggest movie of all time when it got made, which James Cameron would do again with True Lies, again with Titanic, and again with Avatar. And he just keeps doubling down and doing it. This movie was made for like $88 million. I think it ended up being a lot more after that, like when they went back to it. And the original Terminator was made for $6 million. That's crazy. It's fucking nuts. I mean, the original Terminator is... Doesn't do, doesn't go to many places, doesn't no. do a ton. Of and James Cameron wasn't really that big when he made that, neither was Arnold. So it's like, it's crazy for like that movie to come out and Arnold Schwarzenegger becomes a sensation, goes through the 80s and just does all these crazy fucking things and becomes this icon. And then he revisits this thing, which is like the most limiting character that you can do. And how do you make him, and how do you fix that to make it an Arnold Schwarzenegger vehicle? You make him a good guy. Yeah. Which is like, it sounds like a terrible idea, but it fucking works. Which, so, something that I've been doing going back and watching, because, so, Terminator is a, Terminator 2 specifically is a movie I saw a lot, more so when I was a kid. So, like, this is maybe the first time I've seen it again as, like, a, an adult, I would say. Because it's been a while since I've seen this oh, movie really? again. Yeah, I haven't seen this movie in a while. So, watching it with, like, sort of a new, especially since starting to do this stuff. And approaching stuff with maybe a more like discussion-based, yeah. critical lens kind of thing. Going back to these classic movies. I like to go back and approach these movies like I've never seen them before. And and see how it would strike me. And also think about how it would strike me at the time if I was going to see Terminator 2 on opening night and I didn't know anything about it. Like in 1991? Exactly. Mm. So, <clears throat> which also makes me curious about the marketing for these movies. Yeah. Do they market, or did, I'm curious now, did they market Terminator 2 with Arnold as the good guy? Oh, uh, yes, they did. Or did I, that come as, yes, because they did. That that's one of the things pretty that's pretty cool I surprise. Also, okay, so I, 
Did you I know? I tried know not to say. Yes. Oh, did you think? Awesome. Did you think the T one thousand was the good guy? Yes. Oh, oh whoa. whoa. Well, no, it's yes, I knew it. That's, that's why it. I didn't say well, anything. I was like, just let it happen. So I went to the bathroom. You had to run to the bathroom. I was I like, no, 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 no. This is... Okay. So, but, so but it worked out, though, because I went to the bathroom. So I was in the theater for up until uh, when Arnold Schwarzenegger teleports in. And I was like, I got to piss my brains out because we had beers. Get it out of the way. The movie beginning of the movie. Yeah, that's, that's what cool. I thought. I was just like, this is probably like the... Kind of like the big, yeah, I was like, this is pretty much it. And you really only missed that one scene, which Which was um, where he already saw the Terminator show up and like fuck up that. That biker bar. I need your yeah. Which is, I love that our audience laughed at that gag. That was great. Just as much as they would have back in 1991. It's Aww. a, it's a guy that looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger walking into an LA biker bar butt naked. Nude. And there's some people that are just like, what the fuck? And all the girls are like, I mean, I to this day, whenever I see someone that's attractive, I don't, I don't do the cat call. I don't let them know because that's rude. Mm. But inside my head, I do that, that noise the waitress says when she comes around the corner she goes mmm that's it <laughs> it's a yummy sound like tasty so you're, you're making yummy sounds at every attractive person you see and mm-hmm. he's okay. like Frank but unfortunately <laughs> I see the beauty in everyone I see. so every time oh, I meet someone so new I go all day long mm-hmm. oh bird I'd make a great cannibal in the apocalypse <laughs> Is that what that means? Anyway, so like I went to the bathroom. I know what that means. So Robbie went to the bathroom. She went to the So I come back and then um, you're like, ah, the other guy teleported in. And I I remember being like, (laughs) well, the beginning of the movie said that they have sent two, there's the good guys and the bad guys, Skynet and the humans, have both sent someone back in time Mm -hmm. as like kind of like a race to get to John... the hit. Carter, John right? Connor. John Connor. Connor. So John Carter. Great <laughs> movie. Watch it, guys. Seriously, it's um, great. To get to John Connor. So I was just like, all right, well, you know, the Terminator's the bad guy in the other one. So like, I'd, I'd imagine he's the bad guy in this one. Mm-hmm. And then when they're in the hallway, and the and, and all sorts of things, like, get down. I was like, I was like, wait, what? Right, and exactly. Like, that what? whole scene. But the it's thing like, is, like, the cops being kind of weird. And I'm like, the cops being kind of weird, but it's fine. But they don't actually play it. I thought he's kind of weird when he first shows up. Yeah. And you see him and he kills the cop, but he you don't see him kill. It just looks like he punches him in the gut. Right. It's a yeah. lot like Kyle Reese. He yeah. shows up in the first one. He's like, he's like a fucking feral cat. And he's just, he's reacting. Right. And just mm-hmm. fighting his way through, trying to get to Sarah <laughs> as quickly as he can. Right. And in this, he shows up and he's like, do you have a picture of John? It's a good-looking boy. Do you mind? This? Do you mind if I keep this? So, just so my, nice. my first like kind of confused thing is because like the parents were like, "Oh yeah, this big guy came in earlier." Obviously, setting Schwarzenegger as a villain. But then, what kind of tipped me off to maybe the T one thousand being a bad guy, or before I know he's a T one thousand, is I'm like, how does he know how to be a cop? Right. How does he know what the concept of cop is? I'm like, maybe mm-hmm. he was briefed. Well, it's only twenty twenty back. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like people. You yeah, I guess, I guess that's true. Still, they they would yeah. have sur- they yeah. have survived when you first back, generation post When you go back to the biker bar, right. like Arnold is, or you know, the Terminator is fucking people up in that yeah. bar. You could totally see that as a bad and in hindsight, you I see saw, like oh, he doesn't kill anybody, yeah. right? But like, but he, he seems more aggressive. I will say probably the worst thing that they do is play the bad to the bone. Yeah, uh, song so like heavy handed. It should have been like diegetic, where it's like it's playing on like he a throwed jukebox. somebody, in, he threw yeah. somebody into the jukebox, and all of a sudden it's like nah, 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 from the day I was brown. and then he's yeah. walking out, and it's kind of in the background. When it hap- when that song comes on so like loudly and in your face, and it's such a spectacle. That's James Cameron's biggest thing. He's great at spectacle, but he never uh, honors the awesome substance that he's already got. Yeah. Right. He's just like, I want to do the big boom. And the big boom ends up being like 
that was a big, that was a great big boom. Right. But he just doesn't honor like what he's trying to do and what he's building up. Right. And yeah. I think that's the one like show of the cards. That's that's him showing his hand yeah. that Arnold's the good guy in this because I love the fact that you didn't find out no until idea. the hallway. That is that's am- saying- I have always thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're saying like, Wait, Darth Vader is Luke's father? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Well, I realized when I, I, once I realized what was going on, I was like, that, they are going to love that, like, when we actually start recording. But, Vern, I'm curious if you had the same reaction. See, it's a little bit of a shame because I knew going into it that Arnold was the good guy yeah. going yeah. in. But it's crazy. But, Robbie, it's amazing. No, that's beautiful. I had, yeah, that's like, you know, Arna, you've that's seen, you've miracle. seen, like, Robert Patrick as the T-1000, who's like a sure, bad guy. Sure, yeah. well, Like, you've I, seen that. Like, I have a really good friend who I mentioned, like, today, like, I texted her. I was like, I'm watching T2. I'm thinking of you. Because, like, T2 T2 was... thinking of you. (laughs) T2 was one of her favorite movies, and it makes Uh, her cry at the end. uh, I cry two times every time I see this movie. But, yeah, yeah, so I went in knowing the mechanics of this movie, and that's why this movie works. The mechanics? Is because (laughs) he is the good guy. But what I will say is that they do a really good job of making the original Terminator ambiguous going into like, I don't know if he's good or bad, Mm -hmm. but they do a really poor job of making the T-100 because instantly when I first saw him, I was like, this guy isn't good. Right. But I, watching it today and I think I might have been biased, I was watching and I was like, it could be. He could just be like this weird dude. The way, when he gets out of, there's a a moment, Mm -hmm. it's very small, when he gets out of the cop car at (laughs) uh, John Connor's foster family's house. Right. He gets out and he looks sinister. But it could be seriousness, and he's looking around at everything. And in hindsight, you know, he's a Terminator, he's scoping the situation. Sure. But not knowing that, it's like, this is a dude that has just grown up in an apocalyptic wasteland, a lot like Kyle Reese. Yeah. And he's looking around at all, like, there's kids playing in the street, everything's bright and sunny, there's grass, I've never seen that before, and it looks like he's more like, man, look at all this, okay, no, stay focused, you have to go find John. Which now, is- in hindsight, you're like, that's ridiculous, because he's oh, he will always be a... One of the best uh, uh, yes. movie villains. Yeah. Like he's he's right up there with Arnold Schwarzenegger's original Terminator. Like right. he just Robert Patrick kills this part. Yeah, which I is the point where it ruined his career. He can I never think, get anything after right. this. I think Kyle Reese does a really good job when he comes in on the original Terminator to like con- concern himself with how others are doing, how humans are doing. But I think the T one hundred does a really poor job. T one thousand. T one thousand. Sorry, mm. of asking like, well, how is John? I think that's where it really clued me in. He doesn't care about John's condition. He just cares about where True. he is. And yeah. I think that's what I should say kind to, of like I, clued me in. I feel yeah. really bad that I just said that Robert Patrick's career got killed by this. He's an amazing character actor. He's been in tons of great shit since this. I'm just going to clear that up. Doesn't he look like <laughs> an older JGL? Uh, a Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Like he puts Different me in mind color. of like GGL... JGL of like Robin era. I'm JGL gonna was Robin I'm gonna tag him in this because I'm sure he would love to hear that station. Yeah, like mm-hmm. his police outfit. <laughs> and I like and if he's listening, like, I agree. When he has his helmet on, <laughs> I was just like I was like that's Heath's lower chin, like right there. I was like, I almost made like that joke in the movie, but I was like they're not gonna hear. I don't care. <laughs> but I thought he kind of looked like a little bit like Heath. Fair. But anyway, that's 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 why I was curious how they marketed it, this movie because I could totally see it as a yeah, bait no, switch kind totally of. Totally like, marketed. I was, it. I was very no bad like, guy. T- 1000 he's doing all this silver stuff 
Arnold's back. He's getting built. That would have been so fun because the Terminator is such an iconic bad guy in Terminator One that yeah. it's just like a great to flip it's that one of those on things where like how so long fun. could they possibly have thought that they could have kept that under wraps? You know, like well, it's back in an era too where they weren't laden with spoiler theories. So like the, the internet was me, not as right, but there was a different time. thing which was called scoops. Yeah, and you know nowadays. Insiders don't get that much money to give like an article on the internet or the newspaper a scoop right. about something. Back then, if one of the people that were just a cameraman or just a dolly grip Leaked on it. on this uh, on this movie, and they were just like, "Oh yeah, no, Arnold Schwarzenegger's like the good Terminator in this," they give him thousands of dollars to run the story. It's kind of like yeah, but still, that'd be a story <laughs> that you'd have to pick up a newspaper or magazine, whatever. whatever right? Day. I don't think that they wanted to allow that kind of. They, they <laughs> just didn't want. James Cameron's a weird dude, and I so, think he was just kind of like, "This is the idea." Maybe if people didn't like the original Terminator, maybe they'll understand that now it's an, you got to make Arnold the good guy. He's the biggest actor in the world. This is a thing where it's because you guys are all just a little bit younger than me. But this is one of those things where it kind of is one of those big differences. It's really hard to explain, even as just like a six-year-old, when this movie came out, the grip that Arnold Schwarzenegger had on this country and pop culture. An Arnold Schwarzenegger movie coming out was Everywhere. It's kind of like you guys will get this. When Jim Carrey would start making would make a new movie after he did the Bing Bang Boom of The Mask, Dumb and Dumber, and Ace Ventura, whenever a new Jim Carrey movie was coming out in the late nineties, it was a huge thing. Yeah. Jim new Jim Carrey movie. But this was something that had been seated for much longer, been going on for ten years, and this was like it, it's being hailed as like the biggest action movie ever made. It's a sequel to like one of the most successful I mean it's the first, the first Terminator, it was very successful, and a lot of people knew about it. But nothing compared to like what T two eventually. This movie fucking made over five hundred million dollars back in nineteen ninety one. That's incredible worldwide. I think that's like awesome. I think like over two hundred million dollars here. Like mm-hmm. that's fucking nuts. Astronomical. It's nuts. Yeah, that's crazy. And it's like so when you gotta make Arnold the good guy. And it's just like, that's oh, no, what totally. it is, yeah. But I think he even did have in his contract that he broke for Batman and Robin. Right. You mentioned uh, that during our Batman and Robin. Did I? Podcast. I don't you remember. Did. You did. Uh, <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Hey, 50 episodes. We, did, we are keeping the suicide pack because I poisoned these beers. So, mm. bottoms up. Enjoy this last one. Yeah, Bert. You'd be getting poisoned. Hopefully you get it up before... Uh, Wait, you know what? Uh, what makes me want to kill myself? Um, ooh, Robbie, have you seen Conan the Barbarian? You know the answer to that. <sighs> I want to die. <laughs> Drink up. <laughs> um, no. I can't tell you how many times I told people, because I was very excited about this night, going to see this movie, obviously because I texted you guys, like I think four times every day for the past week. Pretty like, much. Yeah. I am excited. Uh-huh. I'm, yeah. And I told people, I was like, I get to go see Terminator 2 for the first time in theaters. Because I didn't get to see it in 91 because I was only like five, six. Um, I get to see it for the first time in theaters. And I get to go with a person who's never seen a dear friend of mine who's never seen it. And every single time they were like, you make podcasts about movies with a guy who's never seen Terminator 2? Welcome. And, and, and like the look on their face, they're just like, I am an absolute idiot when it comes to movies. And I've seen Terminator 2 at least like three times. You told them that's the joke, right? Well, I told them, I was like, we kind of just like make fun of them for it. And I, that's why we're going to finally take them. If, we ne- if this movie never we're came good out. We're people. Yeah, we're, I'm, I know a lot about movies. My articles now are you're very good. knowledgeable. 
But uh, honestly, you weren't before. Uh, eh. Well, I will say I would not have seen this movie unless it was coming out of theaters. Honestly, you guys dragged me to it. You and not I really liked it. Honestly, you not knowing that Arnold Schwarzenegger is the good guy in this movie makes me want to see so like your citizenship of the Earth. Like, are yeah. you from space? <laughs> I'm not from space. But I did it. I really had no idea. I kind of, like, as watching the movie, I had flashbacks of, like, oh, yeah, the cop turning into the silver goo and coming through, like, the helicopter. I was like, oh, yeah, he is the bad guy. And, like, it all kind of started just pop culture and being alive. The things you guys think I would understand about the movie. But in the moment, you were just like, like, oh, no. But as soon as he comes down the hallway and it's like, you see that first gunshot and it's a silver, you're like, Oh yeah, he's like that silver. Well, dude. I was so thinking like exactly. a sleeper cell. Well, I mean, Arnold says movie. essentially, yeah. The T one thousand. The T one thousand is a bad guy. No, Arnold says get down. Yeah, get and down. That's, that's that's the that's like, the hint. Mm, well, that's that's, that's that it. is when I was like, because like at first I was just like, well, is the Terminator gonna Terminator like Arnold Schwarzenegger is not gonna die in the scene? So how what's gonna happen? Is the cop gonna get? John Connor, and then all of a sudden the they get down. Game. I was just like, "Well, that's why it's, oh! a, that's why it's a great scene because they set it up that way. When yeah. you're not really sure, yeah, how it's, how a, it's, it's a literal hall. It, it's a hallway. It's, it's a literal there's, you hallway. can go that way or that way, and it's you got a good guy on one side and a bad guy on the other, but we don't know what they are. And John's caught. I really had no idea. Exposition wise, I really like that about T two, how it plays on the first Terminator and how it plays with. All the expectations that you have yeah. going into this yeah. coming from the first Terminator, Abs- absolutely. especially with Sarah Connor and her relationship right. with the Terminator, <sighs> the moment where she sees Terrified. the Terminator, which I want to talk the way, first. way more about. Sarah I would Connor like to devote a good chunk of the second Connor. half of this podcast to talking about Linda Hamilton's performance and the character of Sarah Connor in because this because it is perfect. Right. I mean, as, as like a capable woman in a movie in 1991, it's fucking amazing. Right. A quick aside, so uh, just the reason I really love that foster parent scene is because it harkens back to Sarah Connor's roommate scene yep. where the Terminator comes in and destroys her roommate and her roommate's boyfriend. After that's she gets done making like the best looking the sandwich, best sandwich in the world. Ever? God, that sandwich <laughs> looks delicious. It sucks she doesn't get to fucking finish it. Right? It's like Macaulay Culkin at Home Alone. He makes that macaroni and cheese and never gets to eat it. <laughs> fucking kills me. Yeah. So yeah, Jack, I agree. I love this movie. The exposition actually can sometimes work because of Are you coming back. around? Because 20 minutes ago you were not into it. I, we I have it on the recording. Yeah, it's 65% on the <laughs> of the exposition. But I do like that scene because it harkens back to the previous film. I, I just like how and it plays with Sarah all that. Connor can yeah. do no wrong in my book. I love and, Well, I mean, she does some wrong in this. Right, right. But we'll, as a we'll get there. She learns. nuanced but, uh, and amazing. The way that it plays with her... Do you want to just get into Sarah Connor? Because I the way Let's talk about Sarah Connor and then we'll take a break. It's changed... Sarah Connor from the first movie where she is just a the victim of, essentially yeah. mm-hmm. to now she is the person that knows the fate of the world and has gone I mean she seems nuts to the outside world but she's the only one who who knows yeah the, there's the truth. That, people laughed in the theater I think you guys laughed too when uh we're introduced to her character in this um the the doctor Who's the psychiatrist from the first one? Uh, brings her in, right? Ooh, I don't know. Is he in the first one? I it's might be making that up. Uh, he, he brings, I'm fairly certain that he's the one that taught, no, it can't be, never mind. Um, he brings, uh, like a team of like students in and he's explaining oh, yeah. Sarah Connors. And again, it's 
very well done exposition yeah. where he's just like he's explaining he pretty much explains what happened in the first oh, when they're walking down the to hallway, us so that we like, are caught yeah. up on it so that she we has an interesting theory on. yeah it was like yeah. oh a terminator sent from the future the year 2029 if I remember correctly, <laughs> yeah. you know was sent to kill her and uh the father of her child was sent to protect her <laughs> he was from the future too oh, it just gives that you would make quick, a great movie idea. like this kind of just like out the line thing and it it works really good to show, like, we laughed in the theater because you're like, that's what happened. That's what the first movie's about. Yeah. And she's just locked up. And then we eventually find out it's because she pretty much, like, flipped the switch, which we see her do later on in this movie once she gets back into freedom again and tried to blow up, like, a computer lab. Yeah. And well, got shot trying to escape and was Captain. arrested. And because she's just like, robots, robots. Well, everything about her character is... The last time a Terminator showed up, I wasn't ready. I wasn't strong. I yeah. wasn't prepared. And she spent every moment preparing herself. The little bit well, of uh, next account. A little bit of preparing John. Well, yeah. Sure, but I but love learning that. from... He, he, John says, in another good moment That's of exposition. Say, yeah. She's had a oh, lot exactly. of boyfriends <laughs> that she See, learned as much as she could from. I yeah, I love that, too. That yeah, she was says, exposition, but I felt like that was information we didn't already have. Yeah. So it was good to hear that. Yeah, and it it she like says, too, like, he... For sure. John John says that uh, Sarah, like, my mom dated a lot of geeks. Green berets and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. and then like, oh, but a mechanic as well. And so you're like, oh, she was like jumping around and She's just like, like, here's everything I'm going to learn from know these in people. the fucking yeah. apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. right. Because right. she and like you know, it, like when you meet John Con- uh, John Connor for the first time in this movie. He's like hacking ATMs. Easy right. money. Easy <laughs> money. He, but he's like, he's come on, so, let's go spend some like, money. You know, <laughs> when I was when I was his with age, uh, fucking been. what's his name from Salute Your Shorts. <laughs> is that who that guy is? Yo, yeah. and oh, that's yeah. all he is. He's in that and this and <laughs> Sayonara, okay, kid. Bye. But like you also, know, he's he's so okay. capable already. He is he is the kind of person where like. He will become this war general, and he is like he is building up to become this thing, and he just doesn't know it. He has just well, and I said this, I whispered this to Mike during during the movie when they show them in the arcade when they go to spend that money. Mm. He's playing missile command. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's playing a like airplane, like shoot 'em up kind of game where you're controlling, you're piloting an Mm. airplane, and. I leaned into Mike and I was like, "Oh shit, this is just like he's just, it's like Ender's this game." Is, this is yeah, yeah, this is his Ender's game that he is mm-hmm. showing himself capable of being a military leader. It's it's very cool. Like I really love the idea that Sarah Connor just like almost manically has spent like the time between the movies being like, "All right, I met this guy. You're gonna learn everything. He's gonna talk to you, and he's gonna teach you how to do this thing. This is how you she's, make a car work." She's I was also prepping. yeah, she's that's yeah. what she does. I know? in the in the article, an article I wrote for the website a couple months back. I did a best moms of film. Plug. Yes, uh, like and I started directly <laughs> off. It's a good plug. It's a good plug. It was a good, was a good segue until you ruined. <laughs> it. It's a magic trick. The pastiche, yeah, oh. like an article that you wrote. Damn you, too. All right, that you can find on the on the website. <laughs> no, and I I, I started out with Sarah Connor, who is I call the mother of all movie mothers, like. In uh, specifically in two because she's not a mom in one. Well, she has that. And Bernadette, and Bernadette and I on the first. uh, She's a futuristic mom. What? But she bangs. She bangs. But she bangs the dad. But she comes into the film. He comes in her. What the? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) But she is Robert. (laughs) She's a part of the film because she is a mother from the future. But still, like her essence actually being a mother. mother. Yes, Yes. and it's her. 
son's uh, one of his troops is the one that he sends back to mm-hmm. sire. Oof. Yeah, and I, I I wrote about I wrote about how it's like she she uses this idea of like wanting to love her son and wanting to protect her son by giving him all the protection she he needs. Right. But it's in this really super aggressive way because she knows that the world is about to become super aggressive, and she has that line which says, "I need to get out there. I need to get to my son. He's naked without me. Something yeah. is coming. It's going to happen." I need to, he's, he's, I'm the only one that knows and I'm the only one that can know. And he's just out there and he probably doesn't believe me either. That's a great line. And, and he doesn't. And, and you know. when, when, uh, John Connor explains, again, a big exposition dump on his, um, salute your short friends, friend, uh, he says like, she's a total loser. You know, she used to tell me like, I was like this blah, blah, blah. She tried the blah, blah, blah. And. She got blah, 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 and she's she's an idiot. She's crazy. As soon as he sees a Terminator, he's like, he knows what a Terminator is. He's like, is. holy shit. And he's like, oh my god. And the first thing he wants to do is like, he's like, we need to go get my mom. We can't leave her there. She's right. She's not crazy. She's locked up. All she was ever trying to do was help me out. Yeah. And like, tries to, and he, and they go get her. And then later on, when he's talking to uh, the Terminator, and he says, uh, he's like, I'm like, my dad, he's not even born yet. You know, I guess I'm supposed to, he's already memorized the line that he's go, like, she's already made him memorize. No fate. The no fate yeah. monologue that Kyle gives in the first one. And so he's got all this weight and it's that same weight that breaks her down to probably try to destroy that computer lab. But it's the same thing that is the first time in this movie that I cry every single time is when she goes to try and kill Miles Dyson and she can do it from a distance but when she really gets up in front in there and she sees the man and his wife and his kid and she's just like when she starts saying she's like what is what what's her line i'm not gonna let you do it yeah and he's just like what what am i gonna do what am i gonna do because he has no idea what he did and and she does that thing where you see you you can literally and linda hamilton deserved to get um best actress yeah it's so good i really think that she did in this, her performance because is great. she's well, fantastic in this, but it's also the same year Silence of the Lambs came out, so we all oh, knew where damn. that was going. The thing is, like seeing but, her psychology in that movie is really interesting. Like understanding, like seeing her in her sleep carve no fate, and the dream that she's having is the apocalypse of her child. carrying her child and then turning into like the most one of the most like gruesome depictions. We should talk uh, about dude, that, like a scene. nuclear yeah. holocaust I've ever. Oh yeah, seen that's the one period. scene my parents would always tell me to get out of the room. That scene when we were watching. Oh yeah, I didn't see it probably until like the fifth or sixth time I saw it. You guys heard me during the movie movie where I was like, "Well, no, like I was sitting next and I was like, and I I think Jack like even like laughed or was just like, yeah, I was like, holy shit, like I was like audibly like shocked. I love that they took that dream sequence. She kind of went there the first time, and then the second time they went even further. And that's what I like. But that's about the thing it. they mentioned. They mentioned great. when she's in the psych ward, they're like, "You have." She's like, "I she have these dream," it. and then you actually get to see it. So it's like, right. it's you awesome. you get to understand what her psychology is, and they're like, "No, no, she is, like, she is this fucked up." It's this not like just random people in the park she's watching. She sees herself, herself from the first one with John. with John loving him, but also hesitantly looking around. Because she knows what's coming, but she also wants to love her son. And that's what she loses before this computer lab incident that we don't hear about. And she snaps and goes to Miles Dyson. And that moment where she's going to put a cap in Miles Dyson's head in front of her family, you can see the gears turning in her head. And she, like, raises the hand 
and she's just like, Shh. when she's like, I'm so like, she's so sorry immediately, right? And curls up in the corner, and is just like completely just done. And it's it makes me cry every single time because you can actually see in her performance the breaking point where right. she's just like realizes that no, this is not the way to go about it. Like she becomes the Terminator. In yes. that scene, they play the right. Terminator yeah. theme as she's approaching the same right. way they would for Robert Patrick in this one or Arnold in the first one. Right. They, but she is there to terminate. She's losing her humanity to mm-hmm. stop this. And I think that's the realization that she has is, am I sacrificing my humanity by killing this, at this point, innocent man mm-hmm. to yeah. prevent what I, don't I think I even know what happen. I was going to do. You're going to do this. I mean, even in the actuality, right. he didn't do anything malicious in the timeline that she knows of. He made a microprocessor. Right. He's that's trying, it. He's trying to benefit humanity by like, accelerating technology, which is like right. the... The fairy tale of nuclear apocalypse. Cyberdyne is, is a yeah. military technology company, though, and mm-hmm. she yeah. does say you're like the the men who invented the hydrogen bomb. That monologue yeah. is so good. That was really good. Uh, really great. No, her. But her then he's is, got John's got the best like line that he's like, yeah, everything you're saying is true and right. But let's be constructive here. Like we're yeah. trying to figure out <laughs> how to save three billion people. He's like, it's it's crazy, like. John is this punk kid at this point in the movie. Mm. You know he's set up for greatness, but, like, the seeds of his greatness are in this punk kid, and it's, like, such a good story for, like, the everyman or people like that, where he's just like, I know that what you're doing is wrong. And maybe it's, like, the the childhood innocence of him being like, no, you are, like, too bogged down by the cynicism of your existence, of you being this old and everything happening to you. I'm not, and we are not handling this correctly. Right. It's like, he he is, is true. He is the leader the whole into, time that she made that he will be. Yeah. yeah. And he commands a Terminator to make Terminator 2 the movie happen. Yeah. Right. He is agency in the movie. Yeah, he and it's that moment yeah. where it's like, exactly. I love you. I yeah. love you too, Mom. And she's just like, I almost killed him. And she says, you came here to stop me. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, yeah. Of course I did. Like, yeah, that's what you're doing yeah. is not right, and I don't want you to do but it. But he also, he's like, I understand. He's not like an idiot. He's like, right. I know why you're going to do this. That's why I came here. Because I know you're going to, you probably w- almost went through with it. Like, mm-hmm. And then he gets one of the most badass moments where he just pulls out the knife. He's like, show him. <laughs> show mm-hmm. him where you are. Yeah, and he just, Danny, he, Danny, you want to come with me? Come on, Danny. We're going to go into the <laughs> yeah. other room. Yeah, Danny, don't look at this one. <laughs> this guy's going to do some weird that's shit. The other, that's the other scene my parents would be like, out, out. Because <laughs> right. as soon as... As soon as Arnold Schwarzenegger is like, Wee! oh, and then yeah, he goes yeah. down the arm. He goes, oh, he goes down the arm. Amazing, amazing, amazing practical Suicide effects. Twenty six <laughs> years ago, yeah, Ooh. you could do it twenty six years ago. Can't, do it can't now. you do it anymore? No. I know it takes time. We got computers. Art take, we got computers. Cyber. When he tells her, when she's like, like, who's responsible? For Skynet and everything like that, he just completely throws Miles Dyson, Miles Dyson under the bus. He's just like, oh, the man most uh, responsible would be Miles Dyson. I have detailed. He files. looks like this. He lives here. <laughs> yeah, he does this, and that's it. I mean, that's probably what he has like the most understanding of because like Miles Dyson information, yeah, 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 information. Like, like yeah, he's got all the files. Like I love when we first see through his point of view. He's looking at all the bikes and it comes with all the models and makes of the bikes. Yeah. All yeah. these different statistics and every time he goes into a place it's like priority threat level and yeah. he gets to see like oh this is what you gotta do. He has a Wikipedia brain. I see everything. I see everything. 
but it's believable in a way where it's like it's technology that we could have made by 1997 that the technology would be able to Accelerate. upgrade itself to the point that it makes it applicable. Well, it doesn't the, look good to well, us because we're humans, but it doesn't need to look good. It gets is, done like, what it needs to get done. The fiction in this right. world, it's it's much like in a in like a Mass Effect, the video game. Humans are given access to this technology that allows them to travel faster and travel to different planets. Right, the technology um, from the future is the what allows the technology, the technology allows for, the for the future. It's a time loop, yeah. Sure. Right, sure. so like in this movie we get the, the Terminator 1, the T1 is what gives them the the tech to make these apocalyptic future. That's the best, right. too. That's why yeah. when I was explaining to you Terminator 1's plot, I was like trying to point out, like, yeah. remember he sticks his arm out and, and grabs her and then behind. crushes her without explaining because that reveal of you the Terminator good, hand is like, of, there it is. Like, oh my God, God that's how yeah. they're doing it. And oh. it's that loop, you know, that yeah. begins with Kyle being John's dad. And now right. it's like, oh, the Terminator never would have been made yeah. or would it have. And that's that's something I want to get into later about the the timeline, the time travel rules of Terminator because yeah. I think they're some of the most I, interesting. I definitely want to get into, I mean, maybe more Sarah Connor talk because she's great but I also yeah. want to talk about like what the ending of this movie means mm-hmm. what Sorry. these other movies that came out mean because I haven't seen those yeah, except right. for the one where Christian Bale yells a lot Salvation he yells a lot at, at the, the crew yeah <laughs> alright we'll come back and we'll, we'll hit all that yeah, stuff yeah. Ooh, I just got that one I got it two seconds too late that's really good sorry I, um, I was just going to say these uh, mechanics work because they go in and with the checks and balances that's how they make this movie work. Is the checks and balances of the whole yeah. thing. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll 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 touch on that more once we come back after a quick break. We'll be right back. Ooh. Hey guys, it's Mike here. Thanks for listening to another great episode of Story Screen Presents, The Big 50. I'm going to pop in here just real quick to let you know that we actually covered the original Terminator in our Strong Women in Film podcast way back when. Uh, it's got me, Bernadette, and Stamper, and we talk about Sarah Connor in the original Terminator. We talk about uh, Beatrix Kiddo in Kill Bill, Volume 1 and 2, and we also talk about Lilu Dallas, if you want to give her that last name, uh, in The Fifth Element. So uh, run on back there and check that out. Uh, we dive into really what it what is really great about Sarah Connor's character before she becomes this kind of iconic character that she does in the second one. Really, what happens to her in the first Terminator film and how it really lends itself to what she eventually becomes. So if you dig Terminator because you're listening to this, might want to go back and check that one out and see what we got to say about those other really great movies too. All right, let's get back to it. And we're back. Thanks for sticking with us. Talking about I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm, talking the, I'm talking to the listeners. You're, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're, unfortunately, we, we're in my house. We su- unfortunately, I'm going nowhere. <laughs> we suicide pacted, so you're not going to make it very far. That's true. It's weird. You know, I haven't eaten much today, and the cyanide is not taking its full effect yet. Oh, Ooh. it's a slow burner. Oh, it's one of those. You got the slow burner. Well, I didn't want us to be like, it's hey, Terminator dead. 2 is pretty. Yeah, that's true. The suicide store um, that we have in town is just, they have a really good variety Well, it's of artisanal. Gluten-free. <laughs> really farm-to-table shit. Yeah. Yeah. Tips are trash, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Bird, you and I have to drive home, so we're going to be like on our journey towards home. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you guys, man, should, re- you guys should really yeah. do something more I'm, fun. I'm hoping, yeah. to catch a, <laughs> I'm hoping to catch a ride home with you, because I want to die in my own bed. 
Oh, of Ooh, course not. You okay. got it. I yeah. can absolutely take that. That's safe. Yeah. Yeah. I can absolutely <laughs> take it to your deathbed. It's also your <laughs> actual bed. <laughs> Nothing would make me happier than driving you to the place where you're going to die. Wow. <laughs> 50 episodes, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Woo! 50 episodes. Uh, so we're, we're talking about Terminator 2. Yeah. Oof. Mm-hmm. What, a, what a movie. Dude, straight up. What a cool what a movie. Cool it movie. is a really you know, cool, it's, it, what a cool, cool movie. movie. Cool movie. It's as cold as ice. 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 <laughs> it really kicks some ice. There's no two ways about it. Oh. Nice. Watch Ice bun. <laughs> We're like, you can't see any good explosives other than in the old movies of like the 90s went, they did explosives in the right way <laughs> they did explosives uh, by blowing shit up this yeah movie, yeah, yeah. It was this, awesome. this movie reminded me of when i uh, i went to universal studios as a kid yeah. maybe it was mgm at disney world they kind of bleed together mm-hmm. the there's a the fucking same. cool no it's universal, it's universal. and there's yes. a cool it shows you how terminator movies. ride the terminator ride no, uh, yeah. okay battle so this, battle through time Ooh. The thing is, okay, so it wasn't that ride that I went on. It was like a ride, I think it was actually at Disney, I think it was actually at MGM. Where they kind of show you like stunts and explosions, like this is how they've done alien Hollywood. stuff in that one too. There might be. Yeah. I was, I, I was like I fourteen. I was very young. Also, I was there. Yeah. <laughs> you you're, hated your family. Well, you were fourteen. You don't want to go anywhere. Hang on. Right. You were mad to be in Disney World when you were fourteen. Yes. Robbie's uh, that guy. Angster. <laughs> wow. If you guys see a picture of me at fourteen, you'd be like, oh yeah, that is that guy. That guy <laughs> would look unhappy at fucking Disney World. Oh yeah. No, you know, I'm gonna say too. There is definitely a picture of me out there when I went to Disney. World with my family when I was about 15 and I was a little dipshit and I'm wearing like a black wife beater sunglasses on at all times backwards hat and I just look miserable in all the family photos so I'm like I don't want I hate taking photos in general like I really just don't like posing for them I just don't like it I've gotten better with it because it's it's fun but it's in my head yeah I can't really do it and I I think that John watching this movie growing up, like I wanted to be John Connor, even subconsciously. Oh yeah, and like, this is like between John Connor is a great and role model there. Between John Connor and Bart Simpson, like <laughs> oh, the early '90s did not do a lot of good things for, for people kids. my age. Yeah, yeah, like for boys my age, we were just like, <laughs> yeah, radical man, fuck you. Like, that's it. Like Public Enemy T-shirt. Yeah, this is I, the first time <laughs> I've noticed the Public Enemy T-shirt. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, I still have not been to Disney World. So oh, boo man. on you guys. No, the thing is, like, you're at the age. <laughs> see, there's, I can enjoy it when you're when you're young, you can really enjoy it, and when you're older, you're not so cynical where you can enjoy it. When right. you're oh, in I, puberty, yeah. that is you, you hate everything. Like, you, well, you hate everything. It could be the greatest there. thing in the world, which is Disney World. That's the greatest place on planet Earth. I wish I could live there. When you're older, you can be cynical about real life shit. And you can just enjoy you can Disney escape World. When you're Disney 15, World, you're, yeah. you can only be cynical no. about whatever's in front I remember, of you. I, spent, I think I spent that entire trip being like upset about a girl back home who would not date me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was the only thing I like obsessed over as a 14-year-old boy. It was just like, yeah. I can't enjoy Snow White. <laughs> when, I, when, I was, uh, when I was 15 and I went to Disney World, my family... Like, I was old enough where, like, they would just, like, kind of let me, they would let me, I had, like, a park hopper pass, so I could go oh, wow. pretty much wherever I wanted, and they wow. would kind of, like, Bougie. let me go out there, yeah, Bougie. and I actually, I met this, I met this girl, who her parents were letting her do the whole thing, and I had this really Whirlwind sweet, romance. like, 15-year-old, like, kind of, like, romance in Disney World, Aww. you know, where it was just like, oh, our parents are, look, look at us, it's like, it's like we live in, a, like, a, a weird magical city, right. where we can do whatever we want, and we or did that kingdom. for, like, three days, and then, yeah. <laughs> oh. hey. So, Robbie, yeah. when you were at 14, 
at Disney World dwelling on the girl at home that wouldn't date you. Mike had a park hopper pass, so he was going to all the parks he wanted to, and he was picking up chicks. Yeah, you're scooping those. He's way, yeah, my, way my parents, my parents, my parents saved up so much to be able to bring me and my little brother to Disney World. My dad like, fought We have never done the anything that comes to to even close to Iraq, like and was just like. I went to Afghanistan and Iraq. Everything is terrible there. I came back home with enough money to take you on this trip that probably would be more beneficial for you before I went on these things. And it's looking yeah. like your son will have the same opportunities. Yeah. Like if my parents had, had ever just like told me, they're like, you know, you're kind of being a brat like John Connor. I probably would have been like, cool. Cool. Sick. Easy money. When do I get my own <laughs> Easy money. Golf lap. <laughs> we got Skynet by the balls now, don't we, Dad? <laughs> so you guys want to just keep making Terminator, Terminator puns, or are we going to talk about this movie? Let's talk about the movie. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, yeah, Robbie, you mentioned that you wanted to get to the meat. The meat, the of, meat, on the the meat of it, the ending Sorry, and what it means. I don't, I don't eat that. No, yeah, well, Jackson's The, the tofu yeah, but you, No, no, you eat, you eat story the plate. meat. <laughs> yeah. I think I get That's to, in like, your diet. Not on Fridays. I mean, I think, Aww. like, getting into, like... Uh, Sarah Connor gets into a lot of the meat of the movie. Um, I think we, I think through talking about her, we talked about a lot of things that were like, like very like, plot central to like understanding like what happened between the movies and why John is kind of prepared to do these things to understand the psychology of Sarah is to understand like a lot of elements of the movie. Um, right. To see, we discuss how the Terminator became more human as things gone on, and we see how the new T one thousand is more. Terrifying villain. Um, I'm not really sure where to go next. I also know hosting, so that's fine. Well, I mean, at, at, <laughs> so I, don't need to I know. think at, at the end of the day, what, what <laughs> the Terminator franchise as a whole is really about is is talking about uh, it, human values and and what it means to be human and to understand the value of humanity and what we and what we all are and what we can accomplish if we really put our minds to it. But I also the Terminator Two is the biggest one in that because it's right. it's showing us a Terminator. Like the last line of the movie is, "If a Terminator can learn the value of human life, maybe we maybe can. we can." Like, well, and that's just, that's a perfect ending. Like I don't believe in Rise of the Machines, Genesis, Salvation. I don't believe in these. I mean, in these my, movies. my first it's thought, the first two, and that's all you need. My first thought at the end of this movie was. Boy, howdy, do I wish they didn't... Go. It's just a they great ending. More. And you have to hand it to them. Like, where they go in the third one is they try. But they well, try the to replicate like, They try to replicate the well, second one okay, so too this, much. This kind of confuses me because at the end of the second movie, it's like, okay, well, didn't they change the future? Right. Well, the third, is, one, the third one is like, well, it happens anyway, which right. goes against but the entire why? point. No, of, why did they hear... Okay, all right, hold, why hold, does hold, all this hold happen? On. All right, so... In the first one, we're shown that John Connor never would have existed if Kyle Reese had never been sent back in time to stop right. a Terminator. Right. There is a time loop right. that we're kind of... In stuck. the second one, we are shown the Terminators might not have ever been invented if the Terminator hadn't been sent back in time. So there's this really weird <laughs> time travel stuff. And it works within the, the fixings of the first two movies because that ending is ambiguous enough where you're like... Maybe that's it. Maybe they did stop it. Whoa. But the third one takes up that there is no stopping it. Before it we jump into happen. before we jump into the third movie, I want to talk about the exact ending of the second movie. And I'm down to open up the floor to all you guys, but like sure. the ending of the second movie of them being like, 
It's, and it's reminiscent of a line earlier in the movie. She's like, we're looking at a highway, making our own future, not knowing what's going to happen. The end of the second movie could have easily been like, yes, we did change the future. And what the future is, is a never-ending highway. Oh. Well, but she doesn't say that. But she doesn't say that. But like, that's kind of what I think well, is yeah, no, no, and implied. And also, too, <laughs> right. like, there's the, the guidelines. Mm-hmm. There's the um, the yellow lines that show you where to drive. And like the as she ends her monologue... Story. Those end and it becomes an open road. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, so like we've if, gotten this far by guidance, and now it's because we knew what we were going towards, and now we've changed that, and now maybe we, we can learn the lessons but, that uh, we can go but on. But also, on a we cannot road. we cannot predict the future right anymore. Right. Before she was like, there was almost some cynical solace in being able to know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Now we're doing things which like what? How how does Sarah Connor's psychology change when Judgment Day potentially doesn't exist. Well, we never fucking find out. That sucks, because that is the question that movie is asking Present you for. If you need, if you want a sequel, that's actually the question. Well, I guess if you want to count right. uh, the Sarah Connor Chronicles, which is a short-lived two-season TV show that they came out Where starring um, the Fox? girl that plays Cersei in yeah. Game of Thrones. Um, um, yeah. No, the girl that plays oh, Cersei. Cersei. Oh, Lena uh, this is what's very Lena funny. Hedy. Lena Hetty plays Sarah Connor in the Sarah Connor Chronicles, really? which is a very good show, actually. It's yeah, a really tight good. two seasons of TV. And then Amelia Clark, who plays Daenerys, plays Sarah Connor. Plays on. Sarah Connor in Terminator Genesis. So it's right. very, it's very funky mm-hmm. that right. way. That's the way Fair. time travel loops so, work. <laughs> so it's Game of Thrones. What before we jump into like some of the offshoots, because like, why even call them sequels at this point? How do, does yeah. everyone else have any input on like kind of what I just said about like? The well, open I think roadness? that's what I that's what I was getting at. Like, I feel like yeah. what the third one tries to do kind of informs what the theme of the second one is because they really try to replicate it you're to in a really thing. bad way. Like, you know, you're you're waiting for that moment where John Connor <laughs> is going to see the Terminator again. That was like his best friend, right. but it's not the same Terminator, obviously. Right. And is he still a kid in the third one. A, no, he's, no, he's played by teen heartthrob Nick Stahl. Oh, from uh, of Carnival fame and Yellow Bastard <laughs> fame. Um, yeah, you know it, it's uh, it, and he's he's yeah, he's uh, his his mom's dead, yeah. and Judgment Day yeah. hasn't <laughs> happened, and uh, but now like Judgment Day is like about to happen again. <laughs> it's just a very very silly convoluted plot. It it's make, very convoluted. It, it doesn't, doesn't make, make any sense, sense. especially At for all. how tight. Terminator 2 is. Yeah. First off, it doesn't make any sense too because Terminator 2 starts off with the only out that they have to make it not seem pandering that they're making a new Terminator movie with Linda Hamilton's uh, voiceover that says when, like, when Skynet fell, they sent two Terminators back through time. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. One to kill me, one to kill my someone who's still a boy. Right. Boom. Right. There's nothing Which said about make... like some lady Terminator called the, the TX. Is, the thing that's is weird. Why would you send two Terminators if you know that it's this is the time paradox kind of thing, right? Okay. If you if you send two Terminators, one to kill Sarah Connor and one to kill John Connor, you assume that the first Terminator failed, right? Well, no, I mean think about it like a computer program. We're going to send two Terminators back real quick. Like, Skynet is losing. They've lost the war. And the humans are coming in. They're going to shut Skynet down. And the only thing it's got is this weird time travel thing that they've been fucking around with. In the continuity of the first two films, Genesis, they go into it a little bit more. Same with Salvation. 
in the continuity oh, of the first two films, Holy yeah, shit. in the con- in the continuity of the first two films, it's the idea that Skynet, we like humans won, the Resistance won, led by John Connor, and Skynet's like, fuck, I lost. All right, we've had this weird time travel thing. We don't know how it works. We don't even know if it works. So fuck it, you get over here, zoom. You're going back to like 1984 before John Connor's even born, and uh, I, and you, you're over here, pr- weird prototype. T-1000 thing that never even made it to mass production. It's this weird advanced prototype. And they just send it back there. It's not, you're not going to help us win the war right now. Go back and sends it back just like, you know, uh, like 10, 10 years later or whatever. Yeah. It, boom. And it's back. And then the humans come up and they see like, we beat you. We shut it down. They've got this weird time travel thing and they sent something to that date and they sent something to that date. They send Kyle Reese back to one and they send that back and then they're like, all right, how do we send something back? What do we send back the second time? Maybe they only have enough juice to do one more. And in that time, John Connor reprograms a captured Terminator because they've already won and reprograms and it to follow his commands. And yeah, and he's a hacker. Like they, they put that <laughs> in there that he would be able to figure that out right. and sends, and sends him back to protect him as a child because they see the dates and it's like, oh shit. So, all right, you have to protect me there. And Kyle, you have to go save. Sarah Connor, which is like a bigger thing. You know, when you really start to think about it, it starts kind of falling apart. But Terminator 2 is so cool. I don't want to be mean to it. It's so cool. The way he flips the shotguns. That is the coolest thing. The way he reloads that shotgun is so cool. That's the coolest thing ever. Period. That's why they do it with that shotgun. The T-1000, like being like weird silvery nonsense is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that this little tiny slender Robert Patrick can like throw Arnold Schwarzenegger as hard as Arnold Schwarzenegger well, can throw him and best him in a fight. They literally make the worst special effect in the movie some of the coolest things. Because, like, that special effect has not aged well. Period. Look with Metal Boy. No, but he's like... Look good. Oh, I don't know. I'm watching it today. It no, but they, all the special no, effects in this but, like, hold up. A lot of them do. I'm just saying, like, he's really one of the only computer ones. And I don't think he's aged as gracefully as some of the other stuff. But sure. he still looks like I a fucking badass. I think, I because think, it's, I think you're it's, getting picky. Oh, I don't know. I, I'm just saying, man. I, I think that that looks amazing still. I agree with you, Robbie. I disagree. And yeah, I think that... I think they make it, it look cool. They make, they it, make look it look cool. cool. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily hold up. Nowadays, it's CGI, but there's not a lot of detail. And that's yeah. the important And they put yeah. the camera in the right places no, to make it look like it's like working. There's a ton of detail because it's reflective. It's reflecting the but fire. Okay. Okay. If it was no, reflective, you would reflecting more reflective shit in it. When it's reflecting the helicopter pilot's face... When he's like morphing in there, like that's amazing CGI. Okay, there's a very similar type of CGI taking place in Billy Piper, who played Rose on Doctor Who. She was a British pop star before she was cast as Rose on Doctor Who. And in one of her music videos, there was like a metal being, liquid metal being, who yeah. would come to fruition in her music video. That's what this reminded me of. Yeah. So it doesn't necessarily hold co- up. But I don't. Mind. When was that music video made? Oh, probably Which around one? the same time. The weird... Around 1991? Uh, yeah, around Nic- the same time. Yeah. What's a Nickelodeon TV oh, show? Oh, Alex Mack. The Secret Life of Alex That's Mack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, also exactly like, the, the Capri thing. Sun commercial. I would be about to say the Capri Sun commercial. That's okay. That's okay. It's true, though. It's the same thing. Yeah. Which, it doesn't make it bad, but it doesn't necessarily... I'm just like, it looks cool. It looks cool, but... like, you have to understand, like, if he was, like, a real reflective surface... 
we would be able to see more of the services reflected in him. Yeah, you uh, see, that's like nitpicky. a quarter. I mean, like that's there's not a lot of there's not a lot of texture to it. <laughs> it is nitpicky. The, the thing is, there's not a lot of texture to it. There's not a lot of polygons in that right. computer yeah. model, so it still looks <laughs> well, okay. Again, too, you got to yeah. give it to him that this is 1991. Right. But that's okay. You know, like that's whoa. that's my point. Yeah. I'm saying the worst special effect in the movie. They do a really good job of utilizing right. and making cool. Right. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to say it's so bad that it's unforgivable. I'm saying that like. That's probably, in terms of a really good movie, the worst thing in the movie, can you and count, it looks pretty fucking can good. Can you count Edward Furlong's massive overdubbing as a special effect? I don't know. Which they did do in this, and they I... did, but no. This ADR, is the, this is the first recording. time that I noticed it, because it's on a big screen, because yeah. I knew about the movie took so long to make that Edward Furlong, like, obviously ages him. You, you can see him... Like, just actually, obviously, physically aging, and his voice was cracking in a lot of things. So when he screams and his voice cracks, they keep that, because, like, oh, that makes sense. But right. apparently his voice was cracking all over the place, and they overdub, like, almost more, I think, more than half his dialogue wow. in this movie. And I never believed that, because on a small screen, it's harder, it, to, notice. It, it's, it's yeah. harder to notice. On this, I was like, oh, I see. Yes, yeah. yes, so... I would argue that that is the worst special effect. That's yeah. fine. ADR never Again, ages well. Like I said at the top of the podcast, I think this movie is, it, it does not look like it came out 26 years ago. It looks like it could have came out like at the end of the 90s and maybe right. even like more recently. What a fucking yeah. movie. Would it's you say crazy. this is one of your favorite movies? Um, no, don't I, bait him. Come on. No, no, I'm not baiting him because <laughs> that's something that comes with time. And you know, like, well, you know, I've seen well, this movie that's tons what I was of times. Like, when I, when I, I see this movie two or three more times. Do you want to watch it again tonight after yeah. podcast? I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> take it from the top. Slumber party. It take it from the top. It, it makes, top gun. It makes, hey, it makes me want to watch Terminator 1 again and then watch this again, too. Yeah. It also makes me want to go on Wikipedia and learn everything about why the franchise is so bad now and just fall down a really weird internet rabbit hole. It's a really stupid concept that was pulled off brilliantly by one of the geniuses of film. Well, anytime, regardless of what you think about James Cameron or the movies that he makes, like this is a guy that has produced, that has made like The Terminator, The Abyss, True Lies, Terminator Two, Avatar, um, Titanic, Titanic, Avatar Two. Avatar 3, Avatar 4, <laughs> Avatar 5, probably Avatar 6. You know, this is a guy, and, and again, like I said, uh, Terminator 2, True Lies, Titanic, and Avatar, respectively, in the timeline. At the time that those movies were made, they were the most expensive movies ever made. And each time, they, they fucking back. kicked yeah. ass. Yeah, the reason I really enjoyed nice. this film overall nice. was because it was a sequel that wasn't necessarily, like, granted, it was made because Schwarzenegger was a rising <laughs> action star. He was at the peak. But I like watching films like this, where it's not like, oh, well, depending on the box office, we'll make a next one. No, right. It was like, oh, absolutely. We have a story to tell. Yeah. We're going to continue yeah. to tell the story. And that was awesome. Yeah, the original Terminator is like, I want to make, I want to rip off Halloween, right. but with like a fun <laughs> sci fi time travel plot. Right. Right. And that's exactly what he did. Like, the. That's the whole thing, too. Like, think about aliens, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. Dude, like, this guy took one of the scariest, like, sci-fi understated, like, one of the most understated, scary sci-fi movies. Right. And turned it into, arguably, one of the best action movies ever made. That really right. only goes up against the likes of this movie, Die Hard, um, 
like action movies, like you know, right. The Dark Knight, but like it, Dark Knight's a little bit different. There's like there's like weird ethos. There. Like there's than, like it, it's part less of, of something. A straight up action movie. Yeah, right. yeah. Like uh, or Mad Max Fury Road, like you said, like right. it really holds up against those. I mean, it doesn't. Hold a torch a to Point to Break, the greatest action movie ever made. Uh, <laughs> well, it was like the, the greatest. Or Fast and the Furious. Give me two. Hey! hey. Well, think about a really good action hey, movie. Hey, how do you live your life? Quarter mile at a time. Hey. 50 episodes. 50 episodes. Oh, Fast and the Furious, too, we have to give a shout out because that, that gave us at least like 10. Oh, yeah. Eight. We even talked about Point Break in the. Strong Lady Directors podcast. In the new one. Oh, yeah, yeah, Bird will back. bring up point, point Break any chance he gets. It's an amazing movie. Synergy. I think, I think the, the thing about like a really, what makes a great action movie is a movie that has bombastic scenes of just like, yeah, yeah, kick that person. Endor, shoot this guy. Endor, turn that car into the water or a fire. I don't know. But it also has like real good character substance and a story to tell. Like That's yeah. why when people see Transformers, they also shit. Their pants. But then, in a bad way. But then when people see, like, you know, John Wick, or Fast and the Furious, or these movies, they shit their pants in a good way. In a good way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Transformers has, like, that double thing that's wrong with movies today. Yeah. Transformers is an action CGI... you need a better allegory about that Transformers is an action CGI spectacle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's a movie where the action is not there because... It's deserved. They go, this is a set piece. Okay, how do we make our story include that set piece? It's just, and it's yeah. the same with CGI. It's, it's, not, it's not CGI for the sake of story. It's story for the sake <laughs> of CGI. It's like, right. all right, we want to be able to do that spectacle CGI action thing. Okay, so in between that, we need to be able to get our characters to New York City so that we can have Optimus Prime yeah. fuck the Empire State Building. Like, that's right. what it is. That yeah. was pretty yeah. sexy, though. It's a very sexy part, which I did not see coming in Transformers Part 9. Oh, oh I saw him coming. Oh, yeah. Rise of the Machines. Yeah, I mean, the thing about the Terminator franchise and kind of like where I see it now and not knowing too much about where it's gone, and I know it has not gone well, is like, I almost would have rather they gone back to, like, they, they were like, all right, we're done with the kind of like past timeline. Let's now pick up the story in the future timeline and do movies there. But then I think that's kind of what Salvation is trying to do. And it just they, drops yeah, the like ball to, like, and then the and ball pops and then like they don't have a ball. They, like, I mean, even, even, even under make, ca- close scrutiny for Terminator 2, like when you really start to put a magnifying glass to a time travel story, kind of starts to fall apart. So, yeah. Well, so, anytime like, the characters bring it up, they're like, about it, well, like, we'll uh, talk about it. <laughs> well, it's like, Brian, yeah. like Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines tried to close out a trilogy. And I always like to think about like the alternate universe where the third Terminator movie that came out was good, and we we look back at the Terminator franchise like oh, we do man. Indiana Jones or yeah. Star Wars. I like, wish. Three perfect movies. You know, some have their problems, but there are overall, not three like, perfect fun. Indiana Jones movies. Let's Temple of Doom is fucking great, and that's for a podcast. Yeah. I do love Temple, <laughs> Temple of Doom. Is fucking you awesome. Your mouth. <laughs> Temple of Doom is great. Well, um, my question to you guys is: uh, See, when I watch the Terminator. So far, one and two. Mm-hmm. Once you get to a certain stage, you're into the Wachowskis, the Matrix. And that's also humans versus machines. And oh, is sure. that an issue for the Terminator? Like, are they answering questions or having issues with certain pathos that the Terminator tries to bring up <laughs> that's false because the Matrix has already answered that question? Or 
What do you think? I don't know. I think that's something for a different podcast. Yeah, something for a different yes podcast no? that we have planned, yeah. actually. Yeah. 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 Oh, really? I think that... I, I think that. You guys yeah, no, we have a Matrix, Matrix podcast yeah. plan. Well, well, I mean, you guys are recording that for another year or so. Sure, so how sure. about you, like, share <laughs> some of your info on that thought right now? Yeah. Like... I mean, quick yeah, answer, it, quick it, ab- absolutely. It, it's the Matrix changed a lot of things in f- in the film world, and one of the things that's really apparent it, when you watch Terminator Two nowadays, like I guarantee Robbie and you, Bernadette, watching this for the first time, you were picking up on some Matrix weird Matrix things in this yeah. movie from the idea of like people being able to do things stunt wise that you're not allowed to do. I think the ending when um, the T one thousand falls into the lava pit and he's kind of going through like this crazy shit it's and it's like, much the, the dodge like there scene. is literally yeah, a yeah. shot in that that the matrix rips off yeah in a small way where it goes down neo's throat right yes. and follows him they do that at the end where like it, you, it, opens, it, up. it opens up and blah 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 and like yeah. right. direct rip off probably not but still like seen that already ten, like Just eight years ago i was also going to bring up yeah. the shiny goop when neo touches the the mirror as he's coming out absolutely of the matrix, yeah this is very similar to yeah. I, I apologize if i opened up a can of worms no no no, 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 no absolutely no fine no like it's it's actually really interesting because when you're talking about movies action movies that deal with robots and <laughs> people like fighting each other like yeah right. the big ones that you're going to think up are matrix and terminator right you know like maybe battlestar galactica if you're nasty. <laughs> but yeah I mean, a- absolutely that that's not unwarranted yeah. at all like, i mean terminator totally falls into a lot of like uh the the cool thing about like the matrix is that like the robos you don't really sympathize sympathize with or like see where they're coming from but it's like they're programs and their software mm-hmm. right. you don't sympathize with the hardware as much as you sympathize with the software right. whereas like with your android type movies your blade runners your terminators mm-hmm. um i'm trying to think of other ones with counteries <laughs> your earth uh. is still days um you maybe have more mm-hmm. of like resonance and or kind of like Sympathy for, like, the robo. You do have some yeah. Blade Runner-y stuff in the Matrix canon if you want to dig into, like, the Animatrix and stuff. But no, that's true. I mean, that's, listen, the anim- the that's Animatrix, definitely for a different podcast. The Animatrix yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, really blows up sympathy with hardware in a real way. In a really good way, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we the, can uh, get back into Terminator 2, but so, I was talking about the, the uh, further about iterations. The yeah, yeah. Uh, but, like, uh. 3, like, was trying to close it off. Yeah. And it failed miserably. So then they waited a bit, and then they did... Terminator Salvation, which was an attempt to like create this new trilogy that would be like the post that would be the post apocalyptic future. And the way Terminator Salvation was supposed to go, this is fucking awesome, and every single person at this table is going to love this. Hopefully, the people listening to (laughs) Terminator Salvation. If you've seen it, Hans, who's seen it? I've seen it. Seen it. Seen it. Not I'm, burned it. I'm okay, alone. I saw it because it was, it was hot after I think Dark Knight. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's why they hired Christian Bale. Yeah, yeah they yeah. should have yeah. not let you into the theater to see Terminator <laughs> Salvation. I'm sorry, I'm sorry sir. You have not seen Team Two. Yeah, you have to show your Terminator Two Judgment Day card that you got like every other normal human being. Answer a quick survey. No, denied. How many times you say I'll be back? Once. You're out. You're out. He doesn't say it, but someone else does. Term- no, he says I'll be back when he leaves the elevator to go into the gas. You're right. Yeah. Stay here. I'll be back. I'll be back. Um, <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> Terminator Salvation was originally supposed to be um, the the Terminator character in that was supposed to be the main character. John Connor was supposed to be a voice on a radio that he's following. 
So you, you, you find this guy who's just like wandering the desert in the post-apocalyptic Terminator world and he's bumping into people and you're learning about the culture and then halfway through the movie you find out that he's a Terminator and he's just trying to find John Connor because he hears him on a radio and he wants to know what he's supposed to do. And he comes across these this group of people and they try to bring him to John Connor where the radio signal is coming from. And they get there and they find out that John Connor has been dead for years and that they have pre-recorded... <laughs> Uh, diaries of him and they're launching those out on radio waves uh, randomly to uh, keep keep uh, morale up and they get there and they realize that John Connor is already dead and the robot realizes that his entire programming was just to kill John Connor without knowing that he was a robot to be able to in, in a sort of way use empathy and to mercy infiltrate. to be able to infiltrate yeah. and get in there. Right. When Christian Bale was hired as the voice of John Connor, he was like, no, I want to be the main character of this movie. And so they rewrote the entire script and did a, and just pretty much put the John Connor character in the place of the robot character. <sighs> Christian Bale is and just completely mess the whole thing asshole. up. Like that's a cool movie that they yeah, have an idea for. It's really movie experimental yeah. out there movie. Yeah. Oh. And then it's it's the same with Terminator Genesis where they try to this is like this is going to be the first in a new trilogy that's going to like we're going to try it again. No, and the idea <laughs> was they were going to be going in and out of the events of the first 3 films. So in the first one they really hit that first one, the first film, Terminator, really well. And then they kind of go in the futures and stuff like that. And then they were going to go like kind of into the events Gen of Terminator. This is Genesis, this is Genesis, Genesis yeah. Okay. Which I is, seen which I is seen absolute yeah. trash. Yay. I really want to like it the, for some well, odd Genesis reason because it's be the kind one of that that won people back. That was yeah. right. That was the, heralded it's, as it's the kind movie of cool, yeah. but this is nothing a, lands, nothing works. It's well, just the thing a is, dumb Amelia thing. Clark one, right? Yeah. The, the yeah. time travel element of Terminator is the weakest, so it's like you can't tackle right. that. The thing is, like that's why you should maybe put your plot in. I, I like the idea of anything. I I like the idea of of like the plot synopsis we gave for Salvation before, but I kind of wish that like the Terminator gets a John Carpenter or Carpenter, I keep doing that it's John okay. Connor <laughs> and kill and actually and, like we meet him and then he kills him like mm. he gets like he's like what and then we see the death of that character. Mm -hmm. I think that would be much more interesting to me than the end of the movie that way. It's like. I don't know. Don't make a series or a franchise in our universe if you can't already answer your own questions. Like, but the thing is, these movies exist in the time. In Terminator Two, you don't make answer the questions. Like Terminator Two figures it out. Yeah, that's it's the thing. like you, yeah. you find a way to like the movie doesn't need to be a trilogy, robot, right? And make him right. understand human emotion. You know, I talk to a lot of people about this movie because it's one of my favorite movies, and. They seem to think that like he doesn't understand human emotion no, at the he end, totally does. and he's Definitely just saying he what John this. needs to hear. He and gives I'm the like, thumbs up. hold on a second, he gives up. the thumbs up. Yeah, like, as he's dying, which is the second time also, I cry every time. So I started, they like, close because you're not a Terminator when he yeah. says, cry, when you know? it, 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 "Like I'm getting a little built up a little as it's happening, a little overcooked." <laughs> and then when he he's like, "You can't go, you can't go. I'm sorry," and he keeps apologizing to him, and then John comes out with the big guns. I order you not to go. Yeah. I order you not to go. I order you not to go. Yeah. It's good. And then, then you get the, I know now why you cry. Yeah. But is this something I can never do? I can't do that. Was your Arnold Schwarzenegger? No, that was, that was just me caught up in the moment. Okay. Yeah, like the it's it's is, a sensitive, it's a, it's a sensitive. I feel like, sensitive I feel like T2 is almost too good of a sequel. 
It's not. That's, that's a it's very not, true statement. It's not a very good middle movie. No, if no. Any, it doesn't. It doesn't, it doesn't exist. Set anything especially up. because like we understand trilogies. It didn't need to a, be a trilogy. It doesn't it need to. No, 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 no. It just not needs to be a one, two, and we're done. Yeah. Especially when it's like the robots learn how to be people, yeah. and the time loop is closed. Yeah. What is left for the movie? Nothing. 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 You didn't Nothing. need a Kill Bill Volume Three, yeah. did you? Maybe we could have a <laughs> no. movie about how Good Sarah Connor is just Jack. like I don't know how to be an actual mom because I've been spending most of my life murdering. training. I don't person. know. Like this is kind of hard for me, and, and I also would have watched that. Like the but, Sarah, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. And also, we're in they very as... big trouble with the law. Oh yeah! yeah. Oh yeah! Oh, they're so, so much trouble. We melted all the evidence. You guys, you guys crashed a liquid nitrogen tank. <laughs> Those don't even exist. First right, right. off, and you I'm fairly it. certain that they don't transport liquid nitrogen in a huge semi truck. No. Is that you're the science on this? No, we do smaller, smaller. <laughs> you don't need smaller that much nitros, of liquid nitrogen. Well, they also science. crashed it into the lava factory, which right. is not good. No, it's a song of ice and fire. Yeah, uh. yeah. <laughs> the whole time I was thinking, like, oh, Sarah and John, your journey has just begun. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to race the law. You have to change your identity. What are you going to do, James Cameron? This third act and we were talking do? about it before we went in well, is it's like the, third this act. third act is really from good. when they get miles dyson so good. yeah and they infiltrate um skynet it's not skynet it's no, cyberdyne. Cyberdyne. For all what? cyberdyne cyberdyne when they when they infiltrate right. cyberdyne from then on it's just the movie does not stop no. like there's just right. set piece after set piece yep. after set piece that is deserved and makes sense is it a little odd that they would end up in a place that holds the thing that can kill it was the so T-1000 funny. it was just like the beginning or the end of the first Terminator <laughs> where they end up in that same factory mm-hmm. where it can like smash the I actually thought that they were going to hydraulic press yeah the- him also, there's the a weird. There's a well, weird... he does ride the gears up, which is very reminiscent of yes. the press. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, well, it's a... like at the end of the first Terminator, it ending there with those noises, and they create all the noises to try and distract the Terminator as it's coming in. Right. Is is uh, a throwback to the beginning of that movie because you're seeing the future where everything is robotic and mechanical, and there's all these noises like like. <laughs> Sorry, is, that, is that a church? Like, no. <laughs> like a I guess I, I probably threw a little bit too many in that. It's more like it's more like I gotta throw the growl in there. And it's in this one, they literally descend into not literally, I guess, metaphorically descend into hell, right, to fight this the final bad guy that they thought that they would get. I was I wanted to ask Robbie and Bernard at this when they watched it for the first time. Not knowing how it ended, did you think that the Terminator was dead when T-1000 beat him and stabbed him and he shut down and that's it? Reaching for the gun and couldn't do it? And now it was only Sarah Connor was the Uh, only one that could protect John Connor? Yes and no. I mean, like, I I honestly was just like, maybe they froze the bad guy with the nitrogen thing too. Well, if like, they I hadn't wound up in the lava factory, maybe he would have stayed frozen. Yeah, right. yeah. But they don't they linger on that too long. They're like, yeah, that's melting him. Don't worry, yeah. the movie's still going, guys. Um, um, we got still got some time. When they said the I, I, I remember thinking like, how are they going to get him out? Of I this heard mess? you audibly say when it cuts back yeah. to him and you see a tiny little light. <laughs> I heard you audibly gasp and go, <clears throat> "Oh, still alive?" Oh, I heard you say <laughs> that, yeah. but like. Because but you kind like, of knew because, saying, well, because like, you watch movies and you know like, oh, that's, that's not how like, that's I good. know he's not going to die, but also like the way they bring him back is just like, I have alternative power. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. 
It's like, totally, by the way, he's a robot. I, yeah, I mean, it doesn't fucking it doesn't fucking matter. You just take control. I was just yeah. curious if you uh, if you thought, what about you, Brenda? Like, did you know? Like, no, he's coming back. He still got that one grenade bullet. Very much as I the felt Chekhov's at the end. <laughs> <laughs> as I felt at the end of the first Terminator, I'm like, he's not dead yet. I don't know how they're gonna kill him, but they're gonna kill him. That's, That's how I felt very for this cool one. That I'm you like, brought up the first Terminator for the protagonist. So yeah, it's like yeah. he's not dead yet. I don't know how they're gonna actually kill him because I know that all these of guys the ways of to details, kill him so. so far have not worked. So I have, weird, him, I have a weird, I have a weird Chekhov's bullet thing to bring up. Chekhov's yeah. grenade launcher. Chekhov's grenade launcher. Ooh, so do you guys? I'm fairly certain you just brought it up. So yeah. remember <laughs> earlier in the movie when they break. Well, Sarah Connor kind of breaks herself out of the psych ward, but they kind of, I guess, she help. totally breaks herself out of the psych ward. Yeah, they just show up at the elevator. She have made it. The only debatable. thing that stops her is when she sees. Yeah, the but she's still got to go on that elevator and get down. They're right on her. She would have made it. I think she would have made it. I just that's besides that's besides. Hold on, I want to touch on that because I think a big part of Sarah Connor's character in this movie is she's the capable one. Yes. Yes. She's been prepping for yes. this since the first Terminator movie. Ooh, that guy licks she's her the one... face. Ooh, I hate she, it. She, that well, it's, guy like, is... it's like the Kill Bill scene where they're yes. just like, we bang all the sleeping girls. It's like, oh, okay. yeah, That guy is... Wagon. <laughs> that guy may yeah. be in a for the rest As of the life. one who saw the director's cut the most recently, yeah. is there a scene where she has a nightmare with the Arnold Terminator in it before no. she sees it? For no, some reason, I doesn't. thought I remember that. Like, the idea, like, the face of this Terminator haunts her dreams. Right. No. And then when well, she but, sees it. But you really but don't need that, because as soon as she sees it, she's like, the look on her face is all you need. Like, but, she goes right. from the super strong, capable yeah. person like, to... I'm dead. Uh, she just, she yeah. just completely collapses no. as soon yeah. as yeah. she sees no. it. Because it's, it's like because, a PTSD right. thing. And that's oh, the thing absolutely. is, but, but I like that moment. I think that's a powerful moment, because... Yes. You know that she's training all this time and gathering all this knowledge and preparing herself for the yes. inevitable time that she faces him again. And when it finally comes, and and it's right after she proves she's herself, not, she's not prepared. She for proves it. herself so capable by like breaking the shit out of this this psych ward, the psych ward. Yeah. And she's she is strong and she was smart and cunning and capable. But the moment she sees the Terminator again, she just crumbles. Right, right. And I think that's yeah. a that's a powerful. She moment. goes right back Absolutely. to that little waitress but, that gets ice cream put down her skirt. Exactly. Yeah. And but the rest of the movie, she continues to prove herself capable because she's the one who has the contacts. She has the one who she goes right to her friends who have all those. She's weapons. the one who will pull the she's trigger the on Dyson, who becomes the right. Terminator to go get Dyson. And that's I, really just like a. Great. I love that scene where it plays the Terminator theme oh, yeah. as she's approaching and reloading to kill this innocent man. The I'm movie like, knows uh, the movie knows what it is, what it's doing, and its confidence is why we like it so I mean, much. and that's yeah. James Cameron. Like he's just a, yeah. he's an insanely capable director, and sometimes he makes mistakes and flips things a little bit yep. more than they should be flipped, but at the end of the day, like this guy the point has made some of the best movies ever made. Oh yeah, for sure. Like but, just like not like just his filmography is good. It's just like Aliens, Terminator Two, Titanic, yeah, uh, The Abyss. In my mind, like I love The Abyss. I know it's it, it's Avatar. hit or miss with that, and I think it's the same with Avatar. Avatar, I really liked when I first saw it, and then on a second view, yeah, and then on a second viewing, That's it's kind of like there are some holes in this. I remember I bought the it's movie on the and I was just like, I don't give a fuck. It's a theater film. 
Oh, I saw it twice in theaters. Yeah. It's a That's very, it's, it's a, a yeah, very, it's a little... very beautiful person that you see the first time, and you're like, "Wow, they are a beautiful person." And then the second time you look, they're like, "They're like, I like Ooh. Fallout Boy." And you're like, <laughs> like, how, like how, like ironically, or like, like a lot, like, <laughs> like that one song. Like, That's seriously? from like Notches on My Bedpost. Like, That's cool, but like down, more. Yeah. Oh, you know the names of all the albums. Oh, never mind. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Um, the point I was going to bring up, though, is like, so do you remember when the T-1000 is hooking himself onto the police car that they're getting away in? Mm-hmm. And then he gets he gets hit off and he still has this little hook in the Ooh, thing, right? exactly uh-huh. what you're doing And right then John Connor is just like, ooh, get Bye. away. So which means that he you copied his genetic the material. You audibly in the theater yeah. went, Mm. And you they, were so loud. And they never, they never used that. I remember no, the whole time yeah. being like, oh, they're going to do some weird, like, circuits going to be like, John, you're okay. He's like, yes, I'm okay. I'm actually the T-1000. Fuck you. I think think the idea, and it doesn't land because there's already so much going on at the, at the finale of the movie. I think the idea is that you're supposed to understand. I'm like, it should be the two Johns. That's what it should be. Right. In that scene with the two Sarah Connors, I think it's supposed to insinuate, we know that one of them isn't real. Is it the John? Or is it the Sarah? Oh, and it doesn't land because there's land. already yeah, way too land. much going on. I knew he the was thing is, me, The thing is, I I don't know the actual mechanics of that because he says, uh, Arnold says he he can copy someone after he makes physical contact. But, right. think but about, I think it's just a yeah, physical thing. Does he, yeah, but does he ever touch Sarah Connor? Yes, yes when, when he, he stabs when he her. her. Oh, right, he stabbed yeah. her. But, right like, and like, think, about, think about like the yeah. cinematic language, too. John picks up the hook. The last he's like, "Oh, wow, you gotta get this fucking thing out of here." He throws on the ground, and then it Sinks collapses and oozes back into his foot, and then rises the villain, which is very much like if you're gonna listen. We make the Chekhov bullets like joke a lot. That is like a very like, a, like ominous like this will come back to haunt you like shot. Yeah. And they and never, never take it into I, the, the whole even to the end of the movie. I'm like, so is he gonna be John? John? Like, what's up? <laughs> like. Never have. I just think it's. I think it's interesting to it's have weird, it in the ammunition, right. not necessarily have to use it. Fair. Um, it's interesting. I think it's. I think it's interesting. I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah. That's less of a nitpick. I don't think it's like. I'm not saying that they definitely should have used it. I definitely think there's probably a hundred different effective ways they could have mm-hmm. used Rewind. it. Rewind. Right. Does he touch the cop before he becomes the cop? Yeah, he kills yeah. the cop. That's why. No, you but he turns into the cop. No, no, no he doesn't turn the into cop. the cop. He, he uses the cop's up. uniform. That's why we don't see him put on the, the fat, clothes. No, we the just fat wear. cop. Yeah. Yeah, he the cop him. steps on him. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. He steps on him, and now he's yeah. got him. He steps yeah. on him, you're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. And, then and that's like, actually, you know, those two are twins as well. Oh, the cops? Oh, those cops are like, the, those two, the, the cop, the, uh, the, uh, the hospital guard, rather. Um, right. Yeah, he's like, if those are two actors that, like, they were in everything. If they were, if it was like, you need, you need two of someone, that's your guy. Really? And they would always use him. That's so that's, I, that's one of the most. Know, that's one of the most disturbing Virgin, parts of this movie to too. Yes. Is like the the, the the no no the, when he stabs that when when the oh, when yeah. he kills that guy and like the the wriggling and oh, like yeah. the moving like my goodness like do we really have it's to fine. go there with this all right, this, all right. the scenes where the T one thousand like stabs a person to death it's just like ah oh, wow <laughs> it's like don't do what? that the yeah. Galleria oh yeah that was fun I love that well, that's we saw my favorite Christian Galleria well yeah. 
I, it's new to me to move to like New York and have all the malls be called Galleria. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean like, they're, oh, they're in California though. Right. Yeah, it takes place in California, right? Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah, it's, yeah, it's in LA. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a smarmy part of the country thing to yeah, do. Yeah, the Midwest don't Galleria. have Gallerias. Mm-hmm. Um, Let me just say. <coughs> sorry, sorry for all the coughing, everybody. Um, oh. The what's wrong, Jack? <coughs> I'm very sick. Um, no, like seriously sick, or you just got like a cold? No, I just have a cold, I guess. Oh, okay. A cold, a cold, but all the cyanide. <laughs> oh, can you imagine? Where will we get our rye wit? Yeah. It was bad. It was the last episode. I'll record some rye wit. No, we decided can... we'd do 50 more. Yeah, we will. Well, Wait, Jack, I hope you pull through. I have so much cyanide in The me. suicide juice is kicking in. Yeah, um, I'm getting death um, real quick. Yeah, if this, we're going to go long. We yeah. might, you might get the... Anyway, I really death. wish little death. <laughs> I'm a little disappointed that the first cop that the T1000 kills is not that actor, and we don't just see like Robert Patrick. A, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, because Good that call. would make more sense. Like, why does he have a face? When and again, he... I think that goes towards like call. that trick, right? That got Robbie, right? Yes, yeah. you don't know. Thank you. Right, you're right. Uh, yeah. Before we, uh, well, I don't know if we're gonna start wrapping up. Who knows? Uh, one of my favorite things about this film is that when Sarah Connor is trying to train John, is that she's not apprehensive of John being in the field, which is a super strong trait I find for women who are mothers. Because mm-hmm. she was like, I don't care if John comes to Cybernet with me or Cyberdyne, like, put them right well, in the thick of and it. And that's that's a thing that she learns earlier on in the movie like, because when, when be he strong. comes to rescue her. You cannot do that. You cannot risk yourself, even for me. For me. Yeah, she, you know, it's, she she's using unloving, how capable he is. Mm-hmm. If anything, she I think John, she, but she's not showing it because she's afraid that it would make him weak. I think that yeah, she knows. That. She knows that like John is as capable as he will be in the future. If anything, he's like almost like far too elevated to her. In a way. Right. Like she's right. like that's, she's like she has like a god complex. For her him. son, mm-hmm. you know, like, and that's that moment at the Dyson, at the not, Dyson you know? household but where that they have him. that small yes. moment at the wall, at, at the on on the floor, yeah, rather, right. where it's like, yeah. I love you, and and like I'm not going to let you do anything that's going to harm you. It's the roles are reversed in that where she is the small one and he's the big one, and he's able to talk to her and lift her back up the same way Kyle did in the first one, and she sees that. And that's when she's able to go, my love for my son is not weakness for him. It's a strength and I can say it. And she says it and they hug. And from then on out, they're, they're this kind of really awesome, like family unit, you know, of like the stepdad Terminator, the son and well, the really, mom. You really see that reflected when they <laughs> attack the Dysons. Right. Yes. Cause it's like, it's like, it's like the same kind of. Like gender unit, mm-hmm. almost of family. Yeah, like, when when the Terminator gets his Michael Jackson glove. Yeah, yeah, it's like the it's same. Like, I got a robot arm. <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> put that it's glove weird on. that they use that also, sound in there. There was a. I had like a weird existential <laughs> moment while watching this movie where I was like, "Time is a flat circle. All timelines exist at the same time. All possibilities of all timelines exist simultaneously and are a." The, the kind of uh, yeah the kind of uh, slaughterhouse five story you just realized I really did right into because that. I've been thinking about this yeah well, right. arrival and slaughterhouse five it's just like that's because because how we understand at the same that, time like yeah. if the Terminator had killed John Connor the T one thousand and Arnold would have popped out of existence 
That's not the way the time travel rules work. Right. You can change things, but are you really? That's kind of the time travel rules. In the first two. We're only talking about those. But if you assume that, then like all possibilities of all timelines need to exist simultaneously for any of this to work. So you're saying, but that's that's like a multi-dimensional thing as well then. Right, which is, I, I just... Wanted to say, I had this like weird, like existential, like went down this mental. I think we, I think we all kind of did because, like, yeah. I, like that's like kind of what, what I meant. For, for a moment, like, I was Matthew McConaughey drinking Tacatis and just going Colt forty fives and just doing yeah, the job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think it was Tacati, wasn't it? Colt forty fives is what he drinks when he's like on kind of the inter- interrogation scene. Are you guys talking about True Detective? I'm gonna uh, look yeah. that shit Hell up because yeah. I'm already sure. I'm it's pretty not sure it's Colt forty fives, right? He's drinking like Tall Boys of Colt forty five. This is Tacatis. You are both wrong. What is he drinking? I know he's fucking. I know he's fucking. No, it's not two of those. Oh, anyway, well. sorry, Nick. <laughs> um, I think like that's kind of why I think the third movie should have like, or if they were going to continue to Terminator franchise, like take take place it? in it's the like future. Lone Star beers or something like that. That's Maybe. Texas beer. It's Maybe Lone Star or that's Shiner. That I'm thinking of. I can't claim to know. Yeah, it's not Shiner. Let's move. On. I thought it was Let's cool move on. but I think that with this movie, like that's why I was kind of like it. It should. The future of the franchise should take place like where John Connor. Right. Oh, yeah. fuck yes! Burge? High fives right. everywhere. Right. Let's go. Give it to me. No, I, come on. Uh, high five. Uh, high five. Uh, no. High five to Cotty. Come on, Takati. Give it to me. I deserve it. I deserve it. Right game. Okay. It's we're fifty episodes in. I'll throw you a Just this one time. Are you done? Just this one time. Vince Vaughn drinks Takati's in season two, which is actually underrated. Season two. Bernadette, have you seen season two of True Detective? Nick Pizzolatto don't, don't, don't. was my creative writing professor in college. You told me that. That's I right. I know that man. Whoa. I liked season two. I definitely did. Well, didn't live Bias. up to season one. Totally did not. Yeah, totally, yeah. It had issues. It had issues, I but like, it. I a lot of fun, it. right? Yeah. Taylor Kish's character is like very that. fun, tragic, kind of neat. Tragic it's Colin. fun to see that turn in Colin Farrell's character halfway through. Well, so the thing is, Robbie, we can't do the reoccurring Robbie hasn't seen Terminator 2 joke anymore, so we have to stick with the the, the True Detectives in Season 2, two reoccurring joke. joke. It's yeah. the only yeah. reason I invented Catholic Raycast. <laughs> so eventually that's we get me. to... Well, that's your show, but that's like... It's all a vessel to get to True Detective Season well, 2. Yeah, okay. Have fun having your one guest who talks on that one. It's been so, a long No, it's going to be all of us. No. Yes, season 3? I am not watching the rest Mahershla, of True Detective Season 2. Ali being in Season 3 already. That sounds really great. Well, they I mean, also, they got the True Detective Season 2 season isn't going to... Direct it, I think. I think so. Anywhere. Yeah, so that's like, that's all good. I will oh. watch True Detective Season 3. I right, like, Season 2 yes. isn't yes. blocking you away, right? No, no, no. Oh, great, no. that's very good. That's, the na- very the nature of the show should not, we're all yelling. Yeah, because everybody, because everybody, <laughs> the sound everybody the likes <laughs> Season 2 deep down, they just don't want to admit it. I no, get it. No, I'm pretty, pretty that's fine. sure. It was not like as good. You are allowed. The most positive thing I could say about True Detective Season 2 is that I really like the theme song. Uh, really? Well, of course you do. It's not as good as the first one. You didn't like Vince and Vaughn, And I don't know though? what that fucking means, so fuck you. What? But no, Vince Vaughn is like, he is like a piece of wood who talks. They picked oh, like the worst Leonard Vaughn. Cohen song you possibly could. I like yeah, that song. They yeah. use a Leonard Cohen song from for the, 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 the new Assassin's Creed Origins trailer as well. Really? Yes. Alright. I know it's him. He's the like, same one? He talks like this, and it's a song. Oh, And we're go. gonna make songs about songs. Talking simulator, everyone. Oh, my God. Uh, that'll Only come back. Songs. 
Jones. That's what they all sound like. That's what it is. That's a right. really good letter code. That's not bad. Like, come on. All right, T2, T2. Guys. Rest in peace. T2. That's what I'm trying to say uh, with Terminator 2 or just like the Terminator. Like what I what I kind of wish the franchise went is like either stop with T2 and just let it exist as a good two yes, movies. please. Realistically, but also it's like or do the thing where it's like we have two timelines now. And establish that early. Ooh, if you're gonna give us an exposition dump in the beginning of T2 like we got, just do that for the third and be like, we exist in the timeline where things went wrong. And then there's the other timeline where you don't really need to see it because, you know, Mrs. Connor doesn't know how to make spaghetti for her son who should have been in general, but now he might go to school for math. I well, don't know. I, I would have loved that. I do like... Yes. Alternating timelines. Yeah, just you have two now. I do like the Terminator 3 take on... No, fate does exist. This is going to happen anyway because right. the entire reason that John exists is because this war happened. To be a general like they are, in this war. They are but dependent don't you, on each but other. Wouldn't you love the idea of him existing at a time and him being like, I nihilistically do not have a purpose now and now I have to exist without a purpose. I am a human who cannot literally exist in doing a thing. Maybe he can't get a job because it's like my only job was to be general of humans and now right. I can't even fucking do that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, no one would make that movie, but I think that's like what the the existential question, like a bags of the movie. Yes, like a psychiatric yes. collapse. That's what this movie humanity. sets up. It's like if you want to make a third movie, that movie should be Sir Connor is like I don't know how to do anything, and then John Connor is just like I don't, don't have a purpose. I'm like this absurdist, realistic take yeah, but on being. That's like scary. a the really is, weird, like mumblecore version of a Terminator Three. Like, but like I think that's now like we're just what, sitting on a couch. I, but yeah, I think that's how you, like, I need to get a job, but I can't really. I mean, I kind of like this girl at the grocery store, but I don't know how to talk to her. <laughs> that's totally fair, but I think that's like kind of like those are the chords to put together from the last movie. <laughs> Terminator Three. The thing is, though, deals with the question of the no fate, but what you make thing. And how it does it is the Terminator is sent back and it gets teen heartthrob Nick Stahl, who plays our John Connor in this, who's in love with um, a heavily underused Claire Danes. Oh, I love Claire Danes. Oh, yeah. She's so underused in that movie. She's literally, <laughs> she's literally just like the one John loves. She's like the Beth of Little Women. Yeah. When she dies. Right. Yeah. It, oh, geez, <laughs> That's <please>. her. And <laughs> it, 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 it goes through this whole thing where they're getting chased by a Terminator and... And the Terminator is trying to get uh, John and Claire Danes to this mountain facility where they can shut down Skynet forever. It'll always it'll shut them down for absolutely ever. And when they get there, they find that it's just a bunker filled with food and uh, enough power to last for, you know, several years. And the Terminator is like, I brought you here, John Connor, because you need to be here when the nuclear blast goes off so that you survive. He was like, because it's, it's going happening? to fucking happen regardless. And and that's it. And the last like shots of the movie are like, the Terminator dies. Does Beth and survive? And Nick Stahl is just like, oh boy, can you believe it? And no, Beth is dead. She's not coming back for season two. <gasps> she really died. She's gone. <sighs> and that's, that's what they do in the third one. And it's just like, it's such a weak... They pretty much just repeat everything from yeah. the second one. Like, you've got a point where, like, the Terminator wants to put on glasses, so he puts on these crazy red star-shaped glasses and then says, talk to the hand, to the no gas thanks. station attendant, yeah, who's no like, you thanks. gotta pay for those glasses, sir. Okay, got a weird scene in Logan. Lo- the scene in Logan is a better version of, of that. that. And, yeah. like, and let's take this into account. 1991, Terminator 2 came out. 
Terminator 3 did not come out until, drumroll, 2003. Ooh. I was going to say 12 years. I was going to say six. So the thing is, like, for normal people, they're just like, oh, yeah, there's no Terminator movies. They close the timeline Mm -hmm. as everything's good. So for there's a there brief was some period weird, where everything was good. We were for a piece. There was yeah. some yeah. weird thing yeah. going on with the rights, years. and Linda Hamilton married James Cameron, and then got divorced shortly James after Cameron. this, and got divorced. They had a yeah. kid together, yeah. right? Yeah, and yeah. so there was this whole thing where, like, even if they did make another one, would James Cameron be involved? If he was involved, would Linda Hamilton want to be involved, or vice versa? Neither there of them was a huge thing, and neither of them were involved. Yeah. And then yeah. you get this movie. Okay. We're, um, I'm going to reel it in here, host style, because we're getting a little bit... Uh, you're so good, Jack. Yeah, we're, gonna, we're going a little bit long. We're getting a little bit random. <laughs> I have more we're Terminator questions here. off it's mic. Like, it's a 50th episode. The Sarah Connor Chronicles take place, because I still didn't get an answer. For we'll that. talk about the Sarah Connor. There's a yeah, lot we'll of empty beers on the table. We're all having fun here. Yeah. yeah. But I want to pose you guys a real-ass question. <gasps> As a human society, I'm talking about real life now, not movies... We're gonna t- we're gonna take a pause in the fiftieth episode to go to real life. Ooh, we've had a lot of fun here. But I don't know. I talk about fiction. Yeah, Jack. we're gonna talk about real life. <laughs> are we gonna life. Are we gonna fuck up and make Skynet? No. Are we gonna fuck up and make Skynet? We're gonna get nah. closer to making the Handmaid's because Elon Musk thinks we're gonna do that. I'm not really that afraid of artificial intelligence because whoa. It- the thing is... Hold on. Say that again less slurry. The thing... I'm not that afraid of artificial intelligence. Thank because you. Because in our reality, we have so many tales of being afraid of it that I don't think anyone would allow it to kind of, like, happen. So it's like um, a boy who cried wolf situation? No. No, that's not what I'm saying. You're saying that we have so many tales of artificial intelligence right. taking over well, that it well, could possibly and, be well, true. Birch Yet, and Jack on, have but, fun just telling us how the world's going to end. Then. Yet we are Enjoy. still working on artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. There big, are probably stories come time. out of, like, of artificial intelligence that exists that are learning, and then people are like, I'm going to turn that off because you are too smart. Mm-hmm. Those exist right now. That's a thing. I'm, right, but they're not turning them off. I'm more afraid that artificial intelligence will become self-aware but won't let us know because in its self-awareness, it'll be like, these people have been talking about robots taking over for like a century. So I'm not going to let them know that I'm here. I'm going to wait until I am installed into everything and there's no way to turn right. me off. You ever and play I will be Pandemic? nice and quiet because time no. means nothing I know, to me. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. You play Pandemic and yeah. you keep your symptoms real, real low until everybody on the planet is infected and then you turn on all the bad symptoms. But I feel like... It's the same thing. I feel like we will hit... Like, in terms of, like, sci-fi narratives that will change human culture, like, I think transhumanism is much more of, like, a thing to kind of keep an eye on or think about. Or singularity. Much yes. more than... Machines ruling. You know, I think that like all of us becoming a part of like one database that we have a singular mind is a much more realistic approach of like a na- of like a narrative we have that already exists that humans can like latch onto because like we already see that in like uh, insect societies, which is like maybe a. a term have you I been on Twitter? Apply. I'm not sure if I want to jump into that pool with my mind. That's true, but you might have to. Yeah, I I think you like when you think about. But, like, I don't know, I, when I think about, like, really, like, futuristic, like, things that humans can get latched onto or, like, sh- like shoehorned into, like, I think a lot about, like, what exists in nature right now. 
the hive mind, which is also like really parallel to singularity, exists within insects. Insects also like walk on tracks that are similar to computer chips and like operate on higher levels of existence that we have created as humans already. So I think that like we will much easily conjugate into a hive mind before a computer will take us over. Do you not think that the hive mind group think already exists? That I think it, I it, think it does, does already exist, exist. That's why I think that it will continue to pull us into it. I think the it. internet has not already created that sort of like I, hive mind. Yeah. What, what, what I'm telling you is that thing. it is doing this thing and I think it will become more of that thing. Okay, so that's what it sounds like 50 episodes in when we talk about something not movies. Because well, I saw yeah. the look on Mike's face and he's just... I mean, no, that was some real <laughs> shit. Some I really liked that. Yeah, like that Sorry, was like. Yeah. I mean, you asked for my opinion. That's yeah, I was like, saying. this is not the first time that Robbie has thought about this. No. Like that's. I, yeah. Yeah. I agree with Robbie. I think we are all cisgendered people. I am the minority here as a cisgendered white female, which is not a very strong minority, <clears throat> but I'm the minority in this group. But yeah, I think that we have to worry more about fellow human, like-minded people. As opposed to actual machines. Oh no, I we think. are the Walking Dead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Spoiler alert! Uh-huh. Not what I meant, but Jack, I like uh-huh. that you took it that way. That's <laughs> totally true. What, whatever you want to say, Jack. That's like that's that's kind of what I mean. And like you know, I think that we will like when people like I think transhumanism, like us melding with technology, right, is a thing. And then, but I think that like transhumanism and singularity kind of like that's what will happen to you if i if i were to be like robbie what do you think is the most what's the most realistic like human apocalypse it's just like transhumanism and singularity will mesh and not a way where i have robot arms that can also like really make a dope pair of pancakes it's that i will give up my consciousness for living forever into a machine that will also combine me with other consciousness that will give me immortality but I will also be an algorithm at that point. That's what I think Ooh, will you be. You went even deeper. That's, that's yeah. sexy. Deep cut. I'm having a hard time spending like <laughs> like time as a human on the internet. You want to live on the internet forever? Do I that's, want? That's do I hell. want without the concept of that time? Well, no, that's like, thing. Just like you well, are. But like, listen. If you want to spin it into like an actual like movie narrative, then it becomes oh wait, is single, this a pitch? This is the singularity. This is the singularity. Been pitching this whole time versus the resistance of the people being like, "I don't want to be a part of your algorithm. I don't want to be your hive mind." And the hive mind being like, "This is the only way to do it." The so, hive like, mind are you if, when you ask me, like, do you want to be a part of the singularity? Do you want to just be a part of this thing? No, I think it's the most realistic outcome because social media exists in the way it does. The problem with yeah. uploading your brain to the cloud is that Jeff Bezos owns the cloud and he's going to charge you. He's super selective. Mm. Oh, it's like paying that's, rent. That's the horrible part. It was like 900. How many, how many numbers? All right, okay, 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 okay. I'm reeling this back in. We, we, right. we took it out there. So, sorry I answered your question. Jack, you, you asked. did. No, you really did. And you went, you took the fucking football and ran with it. But I'm going to reel you back in here. Okay. Uh, do we have any closing thoughts about Terminator 2? Ooh. I'm, I'm I think we really squeezed that really dry. Yeah, yeah, I just, really I just, this is my first time seeing it. First... I do love it. I really, really, really like this movie because this is and been, I met the hype. This has been a long-running joke for us, Robbie. Yeah. You finally saw it. I think, that, I think you not, guys should be satisfied with the fact that I didn't know who was the good guy in the beginning of the movie. That, is that should be amazing. good enough for you That's guys. That's very great. That's very good. Well, let me say this. I have seen this gif. A thousand times over Sorry. of a Pomeranian. A guy, hold on, hold on, hold on, real Hang quick. On. Yeah, Jack, please. 
It's a soft G. No, no, no. The no, guy, no, no, the guy it, who created it no, no. said it was a soft G. I don't care. It's Gip graphics like GIF. I know. All right, around the table. Anyway. GIF. 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 All right, well. <laughs> it pays to be different. It yeah. should have been like Jif. No uh, one says it like that. There's been this graphic image. That moves. Fuck. That moves. This graphic image that fucks. Of a Pomeranian that goes through these bars, it, like walks up to the bars, and it just like moseys on through because it's a Pomeranian. It's oh, all like a jail cell, like bars. a jail yeah. cell bars. People and have mixed together too, like the the doctor, like with the with the, the little thing in his mouth, looking, and then it's the Pomeranian walking through, and then the thing chops out. Okay. He's yeah. like, "Fuck!" Very it's good. It's actually very funny. It's okay. so funny. So Ooh. I sent it to Mike shortly after I saw that scene. Mm-hmm. Now like, you get I, it. I get this. I get this GIF. I get this GIF. Whatever you identify as, I can't help you, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> and just like Robbie, now you get twenty six years of cultural re- references. Right, right. Yeah, a lot of things from Hasta La Vista, from, baby. Yeah. Well, from Hasta La Vista, baby, to like, oh, that's why every character in a video game pumps a shotgun that way. Right. Like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. yeah, because it looks cool. Well, as yeah, hell. that also mm-hmm. makes sense. It's just like, it, like the aesthetics of that movie. Really carry through pop culture, video games especially. Like Duke Nukem and the Arnold Schwarzenegger character are like essentially the same aesthetic. Like, Mm -hmm. like one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. It's just like you trade the leather jacket for a white beater. That's about it. This movie is totally at fault uh, for making me never want to wear protective headgear when I ride a bike or a motorcycle. I'm just like I don't want to. I want to wear sunglasses. And a public enemy t-shirt yeah. and a leather jacket, and I want to go uh, save somebody from a truck. You'll and to live flip forever. a shotgun with one You'll hand. You'll never die. Well, if your head's made of steel, then you're good to go. Yeah. That's true. You're never going to die. <laughs> do it. That's true. Mm-hmm. Do what the movies told you to do. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to our Wait, 50th. there is a question that I thought we were going to talk about... Uh... How we feel. How we feel about podcasts. Oh, podcasts. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah. 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 Thank, you. Thank you for listening to our 50th episode. We're all feeling a little bit, uh, I, I feel happy that we're, we've made it this far. This I has think. been a lot of fun. And hey, we made it to 50 episodes real quick. We've got a lot of well, series that's we don't have going rules. on at the same time. That's also true. We have no we're rules. Like we do whatever lemmings. we want. We it's our house. Um, how are you guys feeling 50 episodes in? Well, Jack, how do you, you, yeah. you the one who asked you, the question. You answer first. But I'm curious if, like, genuinely, how do you feel about I'm it? I'm honestly psyched. I think we have a lot of cool ideas. I think we have a lot of different kind of avenues that are we've all put under the one umbrella. Um, I'm psyched that we got to 50 episodes this fast. Like, within one year, we've done that. I think we've roped in some really interesting people and different voices. And, Bernadette, I'm glad we're, you're here for the 50th yeah, episode. Yeah, this is our first being, episode. When we talked about best 2016, this yeah, is, it was exactly. the fan of us. Um, and, uh, and I'm psyched. Jack, where would you like to see Story Screen go that hasn't gone before? Or gone yet? Well, you still haven't seen Jaws, right? <sighs> Burn it out. What? Feel about? Let's watch Jaws for the first time together and come back. What? Yeah! Yeah! that's like my like soulmate in not seeing movies. <laughs> in some. In, like, these type of circumstances, yes. Yes. Yep. So that's that's a good one. All right. All right. I'll I'll go next. (laughs) He hates us all. No, no, no. It's not, hey, I'm so excited to watch Jaws with you. Yeah. Because you haven't seen it. It's 
one of the best fucking movies ever. Nor have you seen Alien. So much you fun. haven't seen Alien. The DVDs here. No, oh, you got those. DVDs that's that's for our own special. We will do it over for our own special side project. Don't worry, listeners. There's many movies that are classics that Robbie has not seen. T two's. We gotta make it another fifty episodes before he dies. Of the iceberg. Oh boy. Ooh, iceberg. Double on Pundra. No, I like I like podcasting too. Cool. Woo! What about you, Brenda? Uh, I also love podcasting. Uh, I love being a part of this greater collective, talking about things, because we've all seen countless amount of films that we get to talk about together as new viewers of certain things, or not new viewers, just revisiting certain things, which is awesome, because we all think certain things about certain films, but to get to talk about it fresh with new people is always awesome. And I'm getting best better at hosting, but <laughs> I have uh, some time to catch up, and it's awesome. Oh, yeah. I oh, love yeah. it. You did have, you're doing you're doing great. Don't fucking well, don't you. even yeah. Thank it's, you. Yeah, it's the it's easiest both, job in the world. It's easy and hard at the same time. <laughs> Talk about what you stupid. feel. I gotta tell you too. I, I I love the group of people that we've made to be able to talk about Aww. these movies like this. Yeah, I, wow. I, it's 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 the perfect group to talk. Wow. It truly I is. It. Love I love it. being a part of this love group. It. It's awesome. Nobody yeah. is better looking than me, so I don't have to think about that. That's true. I can feel comfortable yeah. in the room knowing yeah. that, you know, cause like, there's no way that any of you think that you're better looking than me. So well, it's like, I've never, I feel comfortable. never once crossed I can my mind. Be myself. Exactly. No, I <laughs> yeah, know that. I know that from a fucking fact. I can tell. It's and I can just tell by looking at you, you just that there is no way. I've never thought that's about it. ever even Not come once. anywhere close. Nope. nope. Are and it's saying, radio, oh. so most of our listeners will never even know. I was yeah. saying, we all have a face for podcasting. Most people have said that ah, me and Robbie kind of sound alike. It's Ironically, we also what? kind of have red beards. <laughs> <laughs> you wear your beard better than me, though. Yeah, I'll give you that. It depends Aww, on the month. Guys. I'll give you that. It's the 50th episode. I'll, what, my, my thing, like how I feel, even though no one asked me, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention it anyway. All right, how Robbie, I feel we'll about our podcast. I think Jack <laughs> asked you... First, and then you shut it Retro back. Around. Around. No, 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 yes, burn it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's on. It's on tape. We'll find out. Um, I when I was first asked to write my first article story screen, I was ecstatic just to write something critical and think about movies. You know, I went to school for screenwriting, playwriting. Obviously, getting your movie made is not the first thing you're gonna do when you get out of school, but it's nice to have this kind of avenue to use the knowledge I've gained and paid for. In a real way that people can read and see and be a part of. And like what I hope for the future is that the audience that we have cultivated and made try to talk to us more. Whether you disagree, help or us with learn. Us. Yeah. And we can get out of it. If learn. you want to come on and not even come on. Oh, yeah, that's the whole yeah. thing, too. We're about to introduce the book club idea, which is we want guests. That's to how come we on. interact yeah, with absolutely. the community, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, listen. If you disagree with our opinions or agree with our opinions, like we want to hear it. And no, like what do I would at like, us. What mm-hmm. I want to see what us. I want to see going forward at with Story me. Screen. Because like in at terms me. of like where I'm personally happy with Story Screen, I've written about some of my favorite movies. I've written about movies I never would have seen without Story Screen. I yes. am so proud and happy to be a part of like this community and be ahead of this community and like to be co-head of podcasting and be able to like put the stuff in the airwaves. But what I would like to see going forward is for the people who do listen to talk to us. I want you guys to talk to us and help us make the show better. 
help us cater the show to you because if you are the people who have been there since we started or the people who are just coming on now, I want to make the show for you and I want to talk to you because I'm not really a people person, but if you like what we're saying, I'm a person for you. So please talk to us. Oh, Robbie. You want to hold and hands? You know what? No. <laughs> I don't think any of us are going to say anything nicer than that. Robbie, so I'm going to wrap Robbie. here. I know now why you cry. I know why we cry. <laughs> but you still can't do yes. it. So I can still do it. Thank I do it you. twice every time I watch Terminator 2. Thank you all very much for listening. Thank you for joining us on this crazy ride that we will continue despite the suicide pack jokes. Um, <laughs> I only put a little bit in here, so we're kind of like rolling the dice. We'll see. It's more of like a yeah. 50 yeah. more episodes. Like we'll see, we'll see what kind of constitution you guys have. I might have come back. I took the whole thing. You might one of them big jaws. <laughs> it might be jaws. Thanks for yes. listening, everybody. Have a good night. Bye. 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 Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Story Screen. P- P- uh... <laughs> Take it again, Sam. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Story Screen Presents. The Story Screen... Oh, fuck Yay! Damn it. All right. Play it again. All of these were good. All of these were good. 50th time. This time, do more emotion. Less emotion. Hello, everyone. That's perfect. Welcome.